Hi, friends and victims of daylight savings time. Welcome to Nature Check's Arda campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. Uh, <laughs> you got it out. I hate. Um, hi, I'm Cheryl. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm the dungeon master for the Arda campaign. I'm also a PhD candidate studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago and currently gearing up for field season. What? How does this happen? Why do the seasons go around? Um, when I'm not doing research, I'm also a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. And my announcements are longer this week. I'm super excited to announce two new things. First, um, I am now a producer for The First Watch um, and am helping them work on a new D&D miniseries and a new campaign coming soon on YouTube. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. The first episode of the miniseries airs not this coming Tuesday, but next week on Tuesday night, I think, is when it's dropping. So the miniseries is like American Western themed. So it's going to be a good time. And then the campaign that's coming after that is going to be super great. So yeah, stay tuned for all those things. And secondly, Nancy and I have been scheming for a few months and building a super cool event that we're finally able to talk about, which is a D&D &D retreat in the Cloud Forest of Ecuador. Um, so stay tuned. We've been sharing some details about that in the Discord, and eventually we'll be sharing more about it on social media. But you, as our loyal and beloved audience, get to hear about it first. Um, speaking of which, next, there's Nancy. Hi, I'm the victim from daylight savings time because <laughs> we don't do it on the equator where there's equal parts day and night all the time. So y'all change and I just have to figure it out. Anyway, fine. No judgment. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist. I'm a little unhinged because I just got back from tour last night after being awake from 5 a.m. and went to bed at 11 p.m. So I live in Ecuador. I'm an entomologist, which means that I study insects and I drag your butt around the jungles of Ecuador to look at all the cool bugs. And in our beautiful world that Cheryl has created, <laughs> I play Kay, an Asimer, who shoots stuff with her bow and has blue skin, sort of. Freckles, at least. And our pronouns are she, her. <laughs> Stellar. <laughs> uh, next, there's Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. I'm a plant health specialist, horticulturalist, entomologist. So basically, I do a lot of stuff with plants and things that affect their health. Um, I currently do that in the Pennsylvania medical marijuana industry. Before that, I did it in public gardens and conservatories. And in our game, I play Fletcher the Human Wizard, and we both use he, him, his pronouns. Then there's Peter. I'm Peter. Uh, here, I play Cedric the Dwarven Cleric. We both use he, him pronouns. In real life, I do horticultural research at a university in North Carolina, um, trying to make small farms more profitable for the people who grow your food. Sweet. And then there's Cindy. Hi, I'm Cindy, she, her. I'm a science enthusiast and play an Endorian engineer over on the Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels. Here, I'm playing Nadia, the water Muppet druid, also she, her. 
That's the gang. Um, you all out there in audience land know that you can hang out with us in the chat. You can use your channel points to help the PCs or create chaos. Um, and you can check the reference section down below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast, as well as a link to our Discord and our updated streaming schedule. You also know that you can find the video recordings of our games on our YouTube channel and the audio versions on all podcast platforms. Peter, are you going to survive? Yeah, uh, I probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Yeah. Um, with our announcements out of the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the intro. We'll be back in a sec. Bye. but here we are back again anyway. <laughs> We're here. We're here. Oh my goodness. It's just Oh dear. You know, another day. Great. I closed the tab. I'm bad at this. Uh tab is back open again. Uh oh, It's the the, the early first time you guys. Early morning in the uh early morning in the cloud forest pajamas. Her her going bird watching pajamas <laughs> as I learned when I was there. <laughs> Those are great. Cozy. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's cold in the morning in the cloud forest. Um, okay, here we go. We're, we're in the thing now. After meeting Trinket in the little shop that is definitely not a haunted house, uh, you all promised to capture some fireflies for her, and in return, she would identify as many of your magic items as possible. You tried finding fireflies in several of the parks within the city of New Seychester, but quickly realized that it's much harder to find those small insects in an urban environment. Eventually, you ventured out into the grasslands to the west of the city. Nope east of the city, wow, um, where you were more successful in finding fireflies, but where you were also discovered by a swarm of blood-sucking, flying, thorny flowers. You fled from the flowers and returned, quite a bit the worse for wear, to the marked bird for the evening. Uh, the next morning, while Fletcher stayed in bed to recover, the rest of you journeyed first to the pier, where Nadia had a healing bath in the ocean, and then back to Eye of Newt. You gave Trinket the fireflies, and while she, she spent several hours identifying your magic items, you worked on cleaning and organizing her shop, which was very nice <laughs> of you. Um, we had some ADHD therapy um, <laughs> before going to bed for the night. It is now morning on Hiram, the second day of Pelaran. But before we get to what your characters are choosing to do today, we are overdue for a science conversation about fireflies. 
Let me go get my book, BRB. Go get the book. We're going to talk about fireflies, lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. That's I was going to say that. Yeah. I grew up calling them lightning bugs. Hello, X-Goose. Thank you for coming back again. We're happy to see you and the Raiders. Welcome, welcome. You joined at just the right time. We're going to drop some science about beetles with butts that glow. <laughs> In the group Spoilers. Spoilers. I was just going to say, <laughs> we're, we're talking about the fact that they're not flies. Ah, okay. Ooh, mm -hmm. and, sparks. Ooh. And if we're talking about beetles with beetles that glow, you don't have to only talk about fireflies either. Mm, we can go all those Everybody, places. Everybody's got sparkly butts. You get a sparkly <laughs> butt. You get a sparkly butt. <laughs> all right, so where do you want to start? The fact that they're beetles and not flies? Or someplace else? Spark beetles. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the whole bit on that, right? Okay. That, they're, that they're beetles, yeah, right? That, sure. that, like, lightning bug, they're... They're not technically a bug, which is refers to the hemiptera or true bugs. And fireflies, they're not flies, they're beetles. But in the end, who really cares? Mm -hmm. Just call them whatever. <laughs> yeah, all of those Fire categories beetles. are categories made up by us. Um, however, if you know anything about common name naming conventions for insects, then you would know that they're not flies because firefly is one word. And when it's a true fly, the fly part of the name is separate from the other parts of the name, which is why like butterfly is one word because they're also not that flies. That only works in English. Right. right. Yes. Says that she cries in Spanish. Sorry. <laughs> and really it only works in American English because it's, sure. it's a... It, it is a more codified kind of rule guideline, even in American English. But yeah, like uh, some more examples of like would be horse flies. It's mm -hmm. two words are flies. Um, bed bugs, two words. Those are actually bugs. Stink bugs are actually bugs. Um, but uh, like dragonfly, neither, neither a dragon, dragon nor a fly. Nor fly. Right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Disappointingly so. Damselflies. A little more disappointing on one side than the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nor flies, all one word. Um, I think the one the one kind of exception that I see a lot is bumblebee. Mm -hmm. Bumblebee will sometimes be written as a single word, even though they are actually bees. I see that for both bumblebee and honeybee. honeybee. Don't know why. I, yeah, honeybee to me is, no, nah, you've spelled it wrong if you write it as, as a single word. <laughs> yeah, but I've definitely seen it that way. Um, yeah, yeah. While we're talking like, about, oh, go for it. I just feel like American English likes to run things together a lot more anyway, just as a sort of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. While we're talking about naming conventions, um, I always find like regional differences interesting, like with, um, I think, roly-polies or isopods is another good example. But like, mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. did you grow up calling these beetles with butts that glow? Well, that's like, because Peter mentioned lightning bug, and I was thinking back, I'm like, I definitely remember seeing them on trips to North Carolina as a kid, so that may be where I picked up the name lightning bug. I don't remember what the more common use is down here in Texas. We called them fireflies in Connecticut, pretty pretty generally. I feel like where I, I feel like I might have grown up with it more calling them fireflies, but I also knew both names and used both names like all mm -hmm. like all growing up so i think we might have been sort of a mix in the like 
Chicagoland area. Yeah, I grew up in central Pennsylvania, which it winds up being like a mixing point for a lot of those regional word choices. And so, yeah, I also grew up with both, like Ryan. Um, Excuse is saying in the UK, they call them glowworms, um, primarily because of the larva. Um, so I've heard mm-hmm. glowworm used as like, yeah, the term for the larva or also the female sometimes, right? But mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. heard it used to refer to like the adult males, which I guess maybe that's the next place to go here is that like the bugs that they all caught for trinket were just the males. The Spanish for them is Luciernaga, which is really pretty. That is pretty. Mm, And has nothing to do with beetles or flies. So that's convenient. But it has light in it, (laughs) which is like the important part. (laughs) So if they're, um, if they're a species where only the males light up, that would actually narrow it down a lot because there are some species where the females light up. Mm -hmm. There's actually, a lot mm-hmm. so you end up with situations where like the males blink and the females respond mm-hmm. to kind of communicate and that's how they find each other yeah um and uh probably the more it the most interesting species to me is there's there's a, a group where uh one genus of the females is predatory and so they actually mimic the females of another genus so the males will will see a response from a female that you know is attractive there's that blinking off in the in the bush and then show up thinking that they've got a, a potential mate and then get eaten. That's um, my favorite firefly pack. Nature <laughs> is so metal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but she steals his chemicals and then passes mm. it down to her eggs. Like mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing. Yeah. It's not just food. Well, but like, so, I mean, you said like, oh, there are some species of firefly where like just the males light up and some where like the females blink to respond. But like, even in species where like the females blink to respond, they don't like fly around, right? Like my understanding was that the all of the females sit someplace and so like if mm-hmm. you're out as a kid with a jar at night or a net or whatever trying to catch fireflies that you would be catching the males right i mean unless you're the kid you know rooting around in the bushes you know picking <laughs> off the easy ones on the leaves valid <laughs> we're smart not hard right yeah, yeah. i'm like, I was like oh why is this leaf blinking let's pick that one up <laughs> Because a lot of those females mature and stay larva form, mm-hmm. so they never develop wings, even when they have their, you know, fully formed reproductive organs and are adults, they still, like, look like larvae. So they mm-hmm. can glow and reproduce, but they don't fly. They don't, they don't move anywhere. There's diurnal fireflies, uh, at least here in the cloud forest. I don't know about the States anymore, but that don't blink at all. They've, like, secondarily lost their light as adults. They keep it as larvae, but they don't have them as adults. That's cool. Yeah, so every now and then you find one and someone's like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's a diurnal firefly. It doesn't light up. (laughs) It looks like a beetle. (laughs) Ta-da. It's black. (laughs) So so that means they they secondarily went from being active during the day. Like that was like like the whole behavior switched back again? Yeah, apparently. Oh, wow. So Mm -hmm. the... Because the light, the, like, they, a lot of them either have vestigial lights that don't light up or the light is just gone altogether. Hmm. And there's not even, like, a space for it. But they retain it as a as larva. So all yeah. of the larva have it. And it, we think that it was because that it tells predators that they're toxic. So when they light up, they're like, don't eat me. It's an aposomatic mm-hmm. coloration. And then, like, that light still worked like that because there's a couple studies that came out, I guess, in the past couple of years that show that bats and other nocturnal like birds and lizards and stuff stay away from fireflies when they're glowing because they know like oh they're toxic and in addition like it picked up this secondary mating use as well Hmm. so the diurnal fireflies they have like really wonk antenna 
because they're using all chemical signals for mating mm. and are so otherwise the, like kind of camouflage and black. <laughs> yeah. So to, to piggyback off of what you just said, so the, the lighting up is a, is a trait of the larvae and then the adults some of some species retain it into adulthood, which is a derived trait. So like the, the ancestral fireflies only grew, grew glow, glowed, glowed as larva and then a subset of them kept that trait into adulthood so it's a neotenous trait which is the scientific word for when an adult has something that looks like a baby so they're retaining that trait and also modifying it to yeah serve a dual purpose which is cool but that yeah like that's why so like in the western united states there are firefly there are lightning bug species that also don't light up as adults but you have that's why like in the uk and stuff like that you have glow worms because the worm mm -hmm. glows, glows. <laughs> um yeah nice there you go so why do they glow how do luciferin and luciferase <laughs> and luciferase yeah <laughs> i think there's a picture of it in this book somewhere hold on y'all nice. talk about it let me find a picture so the ace uh uh ending on the word means it's an enzyme so luciferase breaks down luciferin and through that and, breaking and lusa meaning means light right which or is where you get lucifer yep right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that, that was my impression is that that like when the luciferase like breaks the luciferin that the breaking of the chemical bonds is what creates the light right it's a release yeah, yeah you have ener energy energy electrons the, yeah so the and it the energy takes the form of light yeah, mm -hmm. in, yeah, yeah, in the reaction. Nice. So, at least some of it. There's probably a tiny amount of heat, but it's probably like, like a minuscule. Oh, this is this is really cool. It so they there. It's almost like 99% energy efficient, like something ridiculous. And so Whoa. early science, we're studying it because they're like it's a cold light, and that's how we made glow sticks by studying firefly butt. Oh, funny, oh, sweet. That's wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just got the image of you like cracking and shaking a giant firefly. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah, but it makes sense because, like, if you think about a glow stick, you've got a a plastic tube, and inside of that plastic tube is a glass tube, mm -hmm. and so you've got two separated chemicals that then when mm -hmm. you crack it, they mix together, and that's yeah. so that's just like the luciferin and the luciferase mixing together to release mm -hmm. the light. Mm -hmm. um, so what I want to know, I don't know, maybe because Nancy has the book or because you did that whole course on insect chemical stuff, like that explains where the light comes from, but how do they turn it on and off for the flashing? Is that just like really strong control over the release of the chemicals and like the mixing? Yeah. So that's actually really interesting because like I've in the cloud forest, you find kind of like dead fireflies all over the place because there's oh. a couple that just have like a season, mm -hmm. right? Kind of just like cicadas. And then after their season, like they're all just like dead. Um, but the light is on because it's like a controlled reaction through like muscles that when rigor mortis kicks in, the light stays on until the chemicals run out. So you see Whoa, all these like dead glowing weird. fireflies on like littering the ground. That's so oh, weird, weird and creepy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's um, really cool. 
Yeah. I also liked, um, so I picked fireflies as a thing that Trinket wanted you to go get and, you know, the other things off of the list of things she wanted and the things that Elsa had said you could bring back um, are all things that are, like, actual, you know, listed in the D&D books as being, like, com- like material components for mm-hmm, spells mm-hmm. or, you know, components for potions or, or whatever. Um, and I guess, like, that's one of the things that fascinates me about, like, magic systems, regardless of what fantasy magic system you're talking about, D&D or your favorite book series or whatever like where are the overlaps where we know or like mm-hmm. culturally have known in the past that like things had magic um or mm-hmm. contribute to magic and i think that it's cool like in the case of fireflies that like there's an alchemical or like a chemical logic behind why they might be useful like they're not just like ooh, it's a cool looking bug in the woods like there is something kind of amazing going on inside of them so that's why um that's why i picked them because i knew you would like to talk about bugs but also because it's like a magic uh or a, yeah a component for a spell that actually makes sense is this... oh it looks like a protein i was gonna say is this the the chemicals <laughs> the lucifer is holding luciferin nice yeah. <laughs> and of course those are used you know they'll they'll pull the genetic code for that and use it for all kinds mm-hmm. of testing and experiments because it's a great like if you just want something that you know you want to make a part of the brain light up when something is being done to it great marker throw in mm-hmm. throw in those markers yeah not to be confused with the fluorescent markers which are different like the gfp and stuff like that where you've got like so in in nature you've got marker like things that create light and then things that fluoresce when they're shine when light mm-hmm. is shined on them mm-hmm. like uh things that glow under a black light mm-hmm. are fluorescing they're not glowing they're reflecting light in a specific way that's modifying the wavelength of light right mm-hmm. so there you can tag stuff genetically with luciferin luciferase or with like a gfp green fluorescent protein where it will reflect green light if you shine a specific wavelength of light on it. So it's like totally different ways of tagging specific parts of a genetic code or, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. And since Peter flew out, threw out the word um, fluoresce, we've also got bioluminescence is what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. So bioluminescence (laughs) is when a living thing creates light. And there's been a lot of confusion and or argument over whether certain things in, you know, various kingdoms of life bioluminesce or fluoresce. And I, I'm going to assume there are also some things that do both, question mark? Because why not? <laughs> I found how the, um, how the light switch works. Oh, mm-hmm. the light switch. Love that. And so nitric oxide seems to be the secret ingredient in the firefly's light switch produced in the firefly lantern in response to a nerve impulse coming from the brain. NO flips the switch on the mitochondrial respiration to open and close the gateway for incoming oxygen to reach the light to reach the light producing reactants sequestered deep inside the photocytes. We've discovered an entirely new biological function for the ubiquitous signaling molecule nit- uh, NO. Nitrous. Yeah, nitrous oxide. Which yeah. is laughing gas. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. So it allows flash communication. There you go. That's this book, cool. highly recommend. I met the author. She's great. She also has a TED Talk if you don't want to read the book. I highly nice. recommend watching the TED Talk and reading the book. They're both called Silent Sparks. What's the author's name? Uh, Sarah Lewis. Cool. Very cool. And yeah, the flash pattern created by that 
gateway or light switch um, is unique to the different species, like Peter was saying about the different genera mimicking one another in order to predate them. Um, but it's not just the flash pattern, it's also the flight pattern. So like some males fly <laughs> in more or less a straight line, some of them fly in kind of like weird J shapes. Um, and so it's the combination of the flight pattern of the male and the flashing. And the of... altitude at which they fly. Because there's some that live in the treetops and there's some that live in the grass. And even some slight differences in the tone of the color. So some of them are mm -hmm. more yellow-yellow and some of them are more green-yellow. So all of those different things differentiate. And even and the time that they're out. Yeah. You have like the early <laughs> evening. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. like the set that you could have a set doing like a really similar thing. But like one is out early evening and the other one comes out a little later when the other one is done for the night. Like they... They really like partition out that, that that space like really really well. <laughs> oh man, we could talk about niche partitioning now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> more broadly. But that's that's easy to bring into like oh. anything. I mean, yeah, like that's <laughs> yeah. I I want to jump in and and uh, go back one step and say that there's also the kind of famous blue ghost fireflies that occur in the area around here mm. where you kind of more of a blue blue color too so it's an yes. it's an optical illusion i read that in this book because when they actually like so to our eyes it looks blue but when they actually run it on like a light sensor it comes out as a green wavelength and we can't figure out why weird uh, that's awesome yeah i'm gonna blame the fact that it's the blue ridge mountains yeah there you go <laughs> or is it something about like how our eyes process light at night in that like oh. limited light circumstance, maybe? I yeah. don't know. I'm not a human biologist. Um, yeah. <laughs> none of us are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am a human biologist. Right, that's, my, but... <laughs> that's the joke. Thanks. Oh, I got you. Um... <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't get it immediately, so. <laughs> uh, other fun things to say about lightning bugs, fireflies, glowworms, etc. Can I talk about the uh... headlamp beetles? I was, yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. I was like, if we take, if we go all the way back to the beginning, go for it. I will. I won't talk about those, so Nancy can talk about those. Because um, <laughs> there's, there's just, there's a bunch of other groups of things that get called glowworms, like in addition to fireflies. One that I think got really famous from, I think it was the Planet Earth series, were the um, fungus gnat larvae in the caves in New Zealand. Oh, on the strings. Make make mucus like. Yeah. tents or like you know hammocks for themselves and drop down droplets of mucus and they have bioluminescence at the end of their body and they they are called glow worms also and they use that as a lure for things to get attracted to those lights in these pitch black caves and get stuck in the mucus that they're producing and just draw them up and eat them so that's another glow worm and then the other one i wanted to mention was the railroad worm which is another another beetle. It's also called a glowworm, mm -hmm. but it's in the family Fengodidae, and they're super unique because they, in their bioluminescence, produce red light. And there's not a lot of red light being produced terrestrially, so they're really really cool. Do you know, like, has anyone sort of come up with potential explanations for why? Because yeah, the the fact that you clarified terrestrially is really interesting because we know like a lot of pelagic or deep ocean creatures create red light but mm. yeah why why would something terrestrially be making red all i know is that it's a it's uh they believe it to be a warning color rate like a mm. warning just like nancy said about like displaying toxicity we i i'm not i'm not aware of any more information about like why it could be red and it, it may be the same kind of function 
like you want to be visible to some things but not others the mm -hmm. way that like like they use like red light in the bottom of the ocean mm -hmm. and why things look the way they do and we put light down there it's because because of where they live um so it might be connected to something like that that'll be really interesting to like try to read more into yeah cool tell us about headlamp bugs nancy <laughs> yeah so they're called cocuyos in spanish you can find them actually all the way from south florida i believe all the way through down to ecuador um what's really interesting though is that one they have like three lights so they're a click beetle and they have like two eyes in the front and the patch and the thorax underneath them that all glow and in my experience the ones like through cuba are all green the ones on the western side of the cloud forest are bright like cigarette orange back to that red light and the ones on the eastern side are mainly green but can produce both so sometimes you find some that like have the green eyes but the but the glowing red thorax and they're just like wonky and for as far as i can tell i can't find any studies on them but um the alexander humboldt he was a famous naturalist who came to ecuador and he wrote this is my favorite quote. <laughs> he wrote, several in a perforated gourd make an acceptable reading lamp because they are really that bright. It's <laughs> insane how bright they glow. In a perforated gourd. In a perforated amazing. gourd, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like kids reading by the light of a bunch of fireflies in a jar. I, li I like that imagery. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Only instead of a jar, it's a jack-o'-lantern. Right, basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you said you haven't seen any studies on these, but, like, do you know... So we discussed the mechanism by which fireflies... It's still luciferin. Okay. And and I talked... Like, I mentioned the author of the Silent Sparks book came mm -hmm. down, and I was like, I'm so interested in this. And we know that you can change the the wavelength of light by changing the luciferin molecule, but as to why we see those differences is we don't know <laughs> the biological reason why i don't i mean i don't have a good answer for it other than me other than like species separation right because like you have the andes straight in the middle so obviously there's some sort of like speciation happening there um but the larvae also glow bright and if you touch them like it looks like a little airplane runway at night you get these like two little like series of two dots all the way down their body and you poke and it goes <laughs> and then you just see them like crawling through the undergrowth they're like so awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> very cool <laughs> other glowing bug facts stories I mean, again, there's a whole book, so we there's could a be whole here book. all night. Uh, yeah. Nancy, since we talked about this, that like, oh, the the light can or, can be or is aposematic in warning colors because they're toxic. When you joked last time that Azzy had once eaten a firefly, what would happen to someone who eats who would choose to eat a firefly? Uh, usually, like stomach <laughs> stomach problems. So dogs can actually die if they eat the Futurus ones. Which is a genus. The Photinus ones. Sorry. The Photinus ones. The Fraturus are the ones that eat the Photinus so that way they can uh, steal the chemicals. So it's the Photinus. But yeah, it's a genus of, of fireflies. And if your like small dog eats enough of them, they can die from it. So everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. My dog is eating fire. No, 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 no. It's like, it is really bad stuff. Not great. Mm. We're too big. But I mean, I also wouldn't recommend eating them. So <laughs> you probably won't. Yeah, you said, you said, you just, you said yeah. if you ate enough. Yeah, right. So like, if you like, <laughs> yeah, 
I, yeah. A jar <laughs> like full that. of fireflies? Yeah. Like with a spoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they also taste bad, right? I would assume yeah. so. I assume. But yeah, it's not the, it's not the luciferin that's causing the problems. It's actually like a different chemical that's in them. That's also in the book. BRB. (laughs) No worries. But yeah, so, so the luciferin is not the toxin. It's just the thing that warns predators about the toxin. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Um, But yeah, I would assume they don't taste great. I've never put one in my mouth. Um, All right. I mean, they, they don't report great. Oh, of course Peter's going to go do it. Like. only if you do it only if you do it live on stream um (laughs) that's the sort of thing people do on twitch right um what did you find it's it's probably against the terms of use right um (laughs) because fireflies are so toxic especially here in the tropics we get a lot of mimics for them so Mm. we have like moth mimics of of fireflies and even a cockroach that mimics fireflies Oh, I remember seeing the one, the moth mimic of mm-hmm. fireflies at the light traps when I was there, but I don't, we didn't yep. see the cockroach one. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So do they actually light up or is it just? No, they don't light up. It's just the pattern. Like it. it just mm-hmm. like the, the moth on my hand, like it's got like antennae and like its wings mm-hmm. are shaped more like the Oh yeah, it's very distinct shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. the, the wings are, they're not, exa- it's not a perfect mimic, but the wings are shaped yeah. more like the elytra of the beetle would be in like a similar like dark color. Okay. So yeah, it's not, not a perfect mimic, but like good enough to fool most predators at a distance because you yeah. don't want to get up close and personal with something that's dangerous. <laughs> Um, net winged beetles also mm. are toxic and there's a lot of moths that mimic net winged beetles anyway here's like a picture of some various mimics hold on maybe oh cool. uh, yeah oh yeah. wow yeah so i'm gonna guess that the one in the middle bottom row is the cockroach cockroach yeah, yeah. Uh, no i was thinking the one in the top corner is the cockroach the on top the green left leaf. oh yeah the top left nancy you're, you're, you're muted, muted. Nancy. <laughs> i, I like us trying to guess though that looks like a <laughs> No, that looks like a netwing beetle. Was that a this light one, sit up of the This upper? one's a moth. This one's the cockroach. Oh, dang yeah. it. Dang it. <laughs> anyway, look, they're good. They tricked us. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Professional bug ideas, and they tricked us. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got. Listen, like, I know bees and butterflies of North America and dung beetles. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Fireflies don't often come up in agricultural situations. Right. <laughs> So, a co- so the images that they showed were of a cockroach, a blister beetle, a longhorn beetle, a netwing beetle, a moth, and a soldier beetle mm. that are all mm. mimicking fireflies. Nice. I feel like soldier beetles and longhorn beetles are both just like, yeah, we'll we'll mimic anything. Like, yeah. We yeah, whatever. Mind. We got this, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other thoughts? Was that point? I think I'm out of thoughts. You're th- <laughs> all out. Awesome. All out. <laughs> we're empty. <laughs> All right, well, then that concludes the science breakout. Ding. All right. Thanks for coming along on that firefly-tastic journey with us, audience. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so now it's morning, and you can do whatever you'd like in the town as we we play D&D as per advertised on the channel. As per advertised. Oh, what... What morning is it? Yes. So it is um, Hiram, so the equivalent of Tuesday, uh, the second day of Pelaran, which is the equivalent of July. Let me look at this calendar mm-hmm. that I made up because I hate myself. <laughs> the equivalent of July. 
<laughs> you better believe it. And there's a holiday this month. The 14th, what is it? The 14th day of Pelaron is Paylor's Day. Okay. What okay. are the normal celebrations for Paylor's Day? <laughs> you mentioned it. <laughs> I'm just letting you know what month it is. <laughs> it's just a date. Sun-associated Paylor there. things. Okay, yeah. Maybe I mean, not. I don't give a shit about Paylor's. Right, so, exactly. I mean, Why would you care anyway? Why, Why would I care? <laughs> yeah. What even uh, is Paylor's Day? Paylor's Day is the kind of day where you show up at the bar and it's really crowded and you're like, oh, oh damn it, it's Paylor's Day. <laughs> That's like every Ecuadorian holiday to oh, me. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Paylor is the god of like the sun, righteousness, mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, he's sort of the like. Like, so there's this huge pantheon, right? And, like, some people prioritize worshipping, like, one god or over another. And so, like, in Tenibria, the sort of, like, primary focus of religion is um, to Paylor. And all of the other gods are sort of secondary-ish. Right. <laughs> I think Moradin falls into the ish category. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fair that you guys don't worship Morden because Morden doesn't really care about right. you guys as much. Exactly. Oh, no. You guys are all worshippers-ish to Morden. So, <laughs> yeah. so why are you trying so hard to convert us then? I mean, am I trying hard? I feel like we've just had a lot of good conversations. I don't feel like, I don't feel, oh, oh. <laughs> that was a Heck. visceral reaction. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you did have pamphlets. I did, I, but that, those are informational pamphlets. I just want everybody to be informed. <laughs> are you okay? I feel like I am hardcore you right now. We good? <laughs> and I have some very strong opinions about missionary work. I was gonna say, is he is he doing too good a job right now? Is that yep. <laughs> real good? Fitting all the right lines. I, I agree. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, you're good. It's, it's not that your beliefs are wrong. Right. It's just but that I feel like I should tell you about mine because they're the right ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With this informational pamphlet that mm -hmm. tells you about hell. I, We're just here to help these people. I got proselytized to once in the student union of my university when I was like a sophomore. And I, I was just like studying or something, and this girl came over and started talking to me like a complete stranger. And like partway through her spiel, I was like, I don't really appreciate being proselytized to. Like, can you leave me alone? And she was like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, What do you think you're doing? <laughs> like, that's the word for what you're doing right now. I, I may have kind of quit going to youth groups after a one that just focused entirely on mission. And then someone was like, Aren't you so excited about it? And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. And if I tell you why, you will kick me out of this building. <laughs> My friends and I, so I started this thing for here that for Valentine's Day, because it's always been like a thing that I've liked, is like to just buy a bunch of flowers and hand them out to people on the street mm -hmm. for like chaos. And so like <laughs> chaotic good. And so I was like, Look. we were like passing out flowers and like this group was like, oh, they must love Jesus too. <laughs> and I was like, no you just like just doing like, nice things for people i just yeah. like doing nice things for people it in doesn't any have case. to be anyway <laughs> in any case that's what that's what paylor is that is what mm -hmm. month it is cedric loves morden not mm -hmm. like that's a surprise flash. with pamphlets yeah. with and pamphlets. diagrams mm -hmm. I, there mm -hmm. aren't any diagrams on the pamphlets 
Kay like holds up a pamphlet and points to a diagram. I mean, there's the there's like the icon that you guys used yeah. in the the puzzles about him when he was mm-hmm. did. So it's good that he yeah. had pamphlets because then you knew things about him. I guess that's true. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Should we have even saved his life? I don't know. The cliff notes to Cedric. <laughs> Are, are we all in the bar? I feel like uh, basically you Cedric would have like... wherever you want to be. It is oh, morning. Well, is, this, is this the day... Is this the day after we just did those things? Or is it... No. So basically okay. you fought the flowers and did firefly things at night. The next day, Fletcher spent in bed and they did some yeah, other stuff. Yeah, I didn't stuff. do anything. Um, okay. you, got, you got Lesser Restoration cast on you, which I sent you in the Discord how many con yeah. points you got back. Um, so this is the day following you taking bed rest. Cedric knocks on your door first thing in the morning and is like, knock, knock. And like opens <laughs> he, the door. He says knock, knock as he hits the door. I uh-huh. imagine that. <laughs> he's, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> or you do it's the very weird... thing where you're not knocking. You just say knock, knock as uh... you open the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just coming in to see if I can use a little... Uh, of Morden's magic to make you feel better. How are you feeling this morning? Um, no, I mean I'm already up. I'm like I'm oh. I'm I'm feeling a lot better. I th- I think I think literally not doing anything yesterday. Uh, and and you uh you, casting your magic really really helped. Otherwise, I might not be out of bed today. I'm glad I can help. That's that's what I'm here for. It's- I, I know that's what you guys know me for. All the healing, all the time. It's what I do, right? Mm. <laughs> Except on yourself, right? Hey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you feel great, I could, I guess I could heal myself a little bit. That would be great. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> how fine. much? How much con damage, or like how much ability damage do we heal overnight? It's just one, right? One, one point of uh, ability damage every night, um, and then. Uh, hit points per level, blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the one I'm concerned with at this point is that I'm still down three con points. Oh. <laughs> and Fletcher, for spending the whole day on bed rest, you get two points per level for the day of bed rest. Oh no, I was looking up Firefly facts and closed out of my character sheet. <laughs> Whoop. Yeah, so, yeah, so so Fletcher is Fletcher is good now on like the con damage. Nice. So if other people need need assistance, they can get it. And I'm just like, I yeah. I mean, is everybody else up? I'm I'm ready to to eat. I'm starving. I just slept yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think um, Leon has our breakfast already going downstairs. So yeah, so I guess we'll head down and see if I I've, I don't know where Nadia and Kr or how they're feeling. Okay, did you go hey. back to home after? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> okay. I know after the after the fireflies and the plants and whatever, you spent the night at the marked bird. But I'm assuming I did, yeah. you went home the next night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't want mom freaking out too much. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but also not dragging home half dead. Right. Yeah. I had a sleepover <laughs> with Nadia. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Good fun. I believe that. <laughs> it's not a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie. <laughs> it is 100% truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sleep over with my water method friend. That I met in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is a sleepover when you're camping in the wilderness. 
<laughs> her mom yeah, loves it. me. <laughs> I missed her. That's all. <laughs> you know, the house is kind of loud with lots of kids running around. And... Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to wake anyone up after coming back late from Firefly catching, so... <laughs> so I can I can cast Lesser Restoration twice, uh, and it's a D4 of healing, or of con restoration every time. I would have prepared it twice today, knowing that, like, everybody still need, needs it. So, Fletcher, if you're good, I'm going to go shake him in the Nadia, see if she needs some of that more than might. I could, I could use some of that. <laughs> All right. Still feeling puny. two points puny? Puny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still feeling three points puny. Mm. <laughs> That's Our con score is supposed to be very high. Three, three, three points of restoration to you, to Nadia. Me. Do it. And Kay, you still feeling down? Yeah. You get two. Better than nothing. Swap those. <laughs> yeah, yeah can you those. swap them? Nope. <laughs> Not how it works. Cedric, how many con points are you down? Um, let's see. Still several. several. You got you got two back from we've rested for two nights. Yep. You do you have two back. Yeah. Um let's see. I am the selfless choir. Whoa, that is not right. Uh <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, okay. Yes, I'm actually good now. Oh. Yeah. No, Sweet. I'm still down I'm still down one. Sorry, oh. I'm still down one. Okay. That's Sweet. Well now that you've taken care of all of that and everybody feels better. Mm-hmm. 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 The day is ahead of you. It's sunny and warm. We gave the fireflies to drink it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we well, we we paid her with fireflies to do a lot of magic. Right. Yeah. And then you also organized her shop, which was also a form of payment or friendship mm -hmm. or whatever you know. Yeah, goods and services in exchange for labor. Mm -hmm. Here we go. And she, yeah, services. And she told you that you get first pick on magic items in her shop when she finishes things. Yes. Um, did we, did we want to get the potions analyzed by Pops? Because Trinket said that we could do that. Yes. Sounds good. All right. I guess let's go to Pops' place. All right. All right. Well, um, before we, uh, I, I would, before we, like, we finish breakfast, I would, since I'm, I'm only just now out of bed again now, I would mm -hmm. think we would, like, conglomerate all the things that have been identified and divvy them up, which we've already decided, but just to make sure we know, like, state, like, hey, everybody has these magical items now, and we know what they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, as a refresher, and Cedric pulls all of the items out of his bag of holding, and, like, sets them on the table. So, the, um, we had this incense that uh, Trinket says is an incense of meditation. It's supposed to help people who uh, channel the divine. So I'm just going to go ahead and he's like slowly making eye contact with everyone at the table as he like <laughs> scoops it back into the bag of holding. <laughs> okay. All right. We've also got two amulets and an armband. One of the amulets is an amulet of vermin which Trinket said summons a giant ant. I want to be able to summon the giant bug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting change of 
I mean, you can't feelings you about want. bugs. <laughs> also about that necklace in particular, because she definitely thought it was cursed. She was a hundred percent convinced it was cursed. Because it's the one that has like the little the thing that twitches on the inside. Yeah, uh -huh, yeah. But now that I know it's not cursed, it's kind of cool, right? And like, and if I'm wearing it, then the bug won't attack me. So really, this is the best case scenario because <laughs> I'm in control of the bug. True, true, all true. I mean, Nadia has a lot of experience creating creatures out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a thing I kind of do. But, but I mean, if you want it, if you oh, want it, means, but like you get that means you get all your own animals. Why do you need an extra one? <laughs> so sometimes it's okay. extra is helpful, but it's okay. You can have it if you want. Well, I'll try it out and see if it and if it freaks freaks the hell out of me, then I'll give it to you. How's that? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the right. giant queen ant, I cannot wait. Uh, yeah, whoever <laughs> is gonna wield that necklace needs to have the giant queen ant 3.5 stats available to them, because mm -hmm. I'm not gonna keep track mm -hmm. of your pet for you. Yeah, I okay. just realized that. <laughs> oh man, when you summon that, we're gonna have a conversation about ants, and yes. it's gonna be a good one. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And also about whether or not a queen ant would fight in combat. But anyway, that's for the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah would not would not be super useful. No. <laughs> Sits down, tears her own wings off, <laughs> starts popping out babies. <laughs> I mean, if they came out at velocity. Um, so we're having the conversation now. Um <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We have two more items. We have an amulet of aquatic salvation, which grants the ability to breathe underwater for a short period of time. And then also an armband of elusive action, which allows people to kind of dash out of combat in a tricksy way so that no one can stab them. Oh, that, sound, that sounds maybe better for me. And she, she just like slips the amulet <laughs> over to Nadia. She's like, I want all of the things. <laughs> well, it sounds like it, it allows you to not be basically reacted to and that happens to me when I need to cast magic and people get too close to me and I can't mm. really fight without my magic. So it'd be very oh, useful for true. me to be able to either get away to be able to cast or to do what I need to do when people are like right on me. Because that has gone very poorly for me in the past. I that feel you. True. Feel that you, buddy. Sense. Been there. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've still got the aquatic salvation amulet which well of all of us already swim so that doesn't make sense to give it to her yeah it it specifically allows you to breathe underwater which nadia can also do already already do yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense maybe we could sell that one and then i could buy a magic bow because like Remember that one time when there was that like gross tentacle thing that came out and then we tried to shoot it and it didn't do anything. And then if I can't shoot something, I'm kind of useless. But I also don't feel like I need to swim better. And we already have someone who can breathe underwater. Well, I think that brings up an interesting question that we haven't really discussed yet, which is kind of if we're talking about selling items and reinvesting them into uh, could be, uh, uh, stuff for all of us. 
Um, are we going to adventure again? I mean, I, I just, I just ask because we haven't really talked about it since we got back to town and, um, we have to figure out what all those temples are doing. Don't you want to like awaken the gods or whatever? Yes, I do very much. Yes, absolutely. It's just that you spent the last three months complaining about everything that we did. And so I thought, well, yeah, it kind of sucked, that. but it was kind of fun. Okay. Okay, great. All right. So um, everybody's on board. Okay, awesome. Let's, let's, I mean, do I'm that not going to stop complaining about it though. I mean, because some parts really do suck. Like oh, your feet, your feet are very stinky. That's oh, fair. I thought you meant I... your feet as in like one's feet hurt, but you meant his feet specifically. <laughs> I meant his feet specifically, yes. <laughs> his feet are responsible for at least 90% of my suffering. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I, I've, I've heard that before. Makes notes to pick harder monsters next time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already know 36 what hours after a TBK, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, we have a magic item that we really are like, we don't have a lot of use, we want to sell it. If we find out it's worth a significant amount, we can also send it to Thornboro through the bag mm. and potentially get a lot of money knocked off the debt. That is true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really feel like we need the aquatic salvation. And I don't know, I think you guys are right. It does make more sense to have, for Nadia to have the giant ant queen Charity is good at controlling animals like my look. I pull it out and it'd be like, ha ha, and chop me in half. So as long as Nadia can guarantee that I will not be chopped in half by the giant ant queen, I'm happy to give it to her. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can control them. That's how it works. <laughs> it's good. It's good to know. Okay. Um, well, so then we Kay? I was just saying, so we don't know. We haven't decided yet exactly what we want to do with the other amulet right mm -hmm. i mean i guess i don't really want it not to sound like a snoot <laughs> i mean i do love the idea of being able to breathe underwater but yeah. as far as our adventures go i mean i suppose all of our underwater stuff that we needed to do has been audio has been able to handle it mm -hmm. um i don't I, I mean i'm not opposed to holding onto it for right now but maybe if we found a magic bow we could trade it maybe trade it yeah yeah Something maybe but i mean you also you know sometimes it's really helpful for more than one person to be able to breathe underwater you yeah, know just kind of depend point. i guess she's yeah. like don't make me go alone <laughs> yeah. yeah why don't we hold on to it for now but we'll put that at the like top of our bargaining list mm -hmm. if we mm -hmm. like we'll you we'll use it until we need something else more yeah that seems yeah. fair okay uh now i do feel very uncomfortable about the whole wearing a necklace thing but i suppose if it is functional that's probably fine i mean you have to wear it as a necklace or you can just keep it in your pocket i don't know fletcher how do these magic out of work <laughs> I mean, generally, you, you should be wearing them as appropriate so that they can some self-activate in a certain under certain conditions. Others, you have to purposefully activate. Just hide it okay. under your collar. No one will notice. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's that, that's fine. That, that's, yeah, yeah. That's no big deal, right? That's and, fine. And Moradin would much rather you wear a necklace and not drown than than drown. I think. I mean, I would assume. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not him, but I would assume that you would want your faithful follower to like not drown. Yeah. No. In the um, in some of the apocrypha, he comes out pretty clear anti-drowning. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think those aren't those aren't canon in the church, but I mean, you know, I, th- I think it's it's a fair assumption to make. I'm gonna put it on. Yeah. <laughs> you can just hide right? it. No one has to know. Yeah. Tuck it down under my Tuck shirt. It down inside your baggy off-white uh, Raptoran made shirt. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. I'm wearing so much jewelry under this shirt. You can't even I- tell. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get tangled in my chest hair. I was gonna hair. say, the chain <laughs> is gonna get tangled in your as-canon chest hair. Um, the gem, yeah. the perfectly spheroid clear blue gem feels nice and cool against your skin, though, on this hot day. Hey, it's like built-in air cooling, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Morden would not want his faithful servant to overheat, either, so useful Actually, he's, he's pretty okay with that, actually. He's, oh. Yeah. Forges and whatnot. Yeah, it's a forge thing. Yeah. Basically, either you can handle the heat or you can't. Ooh. It's like, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the forge kind of <laughs> thing. There's I have a whole... much to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, really? Would you volcano. like to learn more? <laughs> no, I'm sure I will end up, though, on our various adventures in the future that are not So now. excited about more adventures. Do you have... Okay, do you have a, a pull? Do you have have any like dreams or anything no like not that? recently i mean i also like didn't feel great yesterday from giant prickly plants and all sure this was regular not feeling great yeah 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 i mean i never had anything when i was in the city anyway like you like i didn't feel a tug until we got into the wilds so maybe maybe it's like i like the city maybe blocks the magic pulsing stuff i mean i don't know what i'm talking about maybe fletcher knows better but i'm assuming like there's walls to keep stuff out could include magic uh i love seeing the walls of new Chester. they don't look um particularly <laughs> good <laughs> no. well you don't look particularly good for a servant of morden and yet here we are Okay, I'm not required to look good. Not even supposed to look good. And neither are our walls, and they seem to have functioned okay. just fine up until this point. It's true. We have not been attacked by terrifying flowers inside the city, so clearly they're keeping some stuff out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we should go see Pops now, I think. <laughs> it's a good plan. I like it. All right. Amazing. All you guys right. done with breakfast? Let's get on out there. I do not remember the way to pop shop, but I'm sure one of you does. I do. I know how to get there. Yep. All right. So you're headed back to Bubble and Fizz. It's number 38 on the map of New Sagester, if you care. I'll re-describe the exterior and interior just because it has been quite a while since we were there. Um, The storefront is largely unassuming and unremarkable, save for the large wooden sign hanging above the door. Uh, it It depicts a few bottles of potions of various sizes, shapes, and colors. But if you are, like, walking under the sign or past it and you just look at it, like, out of your peripheral vision instead of straight on... You could almost swear there were bubbles drifting slowly from the lips of all of the wooden bottles on the sign. 
It's so cute. See, Pops has got the marketing down. He should like talk to Trinket more. <laughs> Maybe she should listen to him more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he has to worry about her as competition right now. Rude. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, sure, marketing game is terrible. <laughs> she needs to step up her... her... I mean, you know... I just got the just greatest a, idea a for an animated sign for her shop. But anyway... Um... <laughs> Um, so when you step in the shop, um, it's really, there's like a lot of overpowering smells, right? Lots of, you know, different potions and things. Um, uh, it's also a, a, a low-lit interior. There are no windows, and there are just some magical lights sort of hovering about the space. Um, and the main part of the room is filled with a few metal racks uh, that have like rings on them um, that um, potion bottles are sort of nested in. And then this shop, kind of like Ketsadi's jewelry shop, has a U-shaped counter that runs the whole way. So you sort of walk in and are boxed in by this counter where there are a few racks of potions and things, but then like Pops and Fluvis can move around behind this sort of U-shaped counter to assist people. Uh, so you come into Bubble and Fizz, um, and Fluvis is sort of moving among the racks of potions. He looks like he's like stacking some, or like stocking some things, or maybe reorganizing stuff um, when you come in. So you looked like you were going to say anything. I, um, I was just, I was just wondering, wondering if if Nadia and how Nadia reacted to Fluvis. Oh yeah, so Nadia, you do see um, he's not like the exact same kind of water method as you, but you do see a mm -hmm. water method in the shop when you come. Oh, this is the other water method. Yes, okay. This okay. Is the other yeah, I couldn't method. remember where yeah. he was. So he he resembles a a water elemental a lot more. So he's mm -hmm. sort of this like humanoid bipedal form that like very obviously is made out of water. Like he, of water. he's more transparent, translucent and like actively looks wet on the outside, whereas you look more like fishy, but you are both yeah. water methods. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. What? I, and I sort of, hi. Yeah, he say, say hi to Fluvis when I catch sight of him. He turns around as you guys start making noise and open the door and um, sort of like shoves whatever he has in his hands in a rack, just helter-skelter and sort of moves <laughs> out from the racks and is like, uh, hello, uh, you, I recognize you. I do not. Hello. Welcome to Bubble hi. and Fizz. I'm Fluvis. I'm Nadia. It's wonderful to meet uh, you. Wow, I didn't, I mean, I, I've i seen some other methods here, but wow. Wow, you've been here this whole time? Yes. Uh, you mean this whole time is in, like, the loss and such, right? Yeah. Yes, I was here before that, um, voluntarily, uh, so it's not quite as much of a problem for me as I assume it might be for others such as yourself. Terribly sorry that you've been stuck. I mean, you know, I was, I was, I was here by choice too. So, just are you in a very different place? Is she? I mean, I remembered that you're a caster, but is she, is she your familiar? You didn't bring her in with you last time. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not a familiar. No. I'm, I like don't want Nadia to be I'm, insulted. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was just, I'm just here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I to presume. Cast. You said, "Oh, you can." That's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to presume. I just uh, when you said you were also here voluntarily, I wasn't sure if you meant as a companion to a caster. But uh... <laughs> oh no, I was just hanging out with some friends over in the 
over in the jungle. Oh, in the jungle. Well, mm-hmm. that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of faith folk over there. It's real good times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's like very mm-hmm. interested. All of a sudden, like that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, you should come hang out sometime. I should come hang out sometime. <laughs> you can swim across the river. It's pretty close and clean now. Oh, yeah, oh, that's the river. Oh, that is wonderful. Yes, the water was disgusting, and I was very unhappy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It hurt. Yes, and you're the ones that made it better. That mm-hmm. is wonderful. I knew that I liked you. Nadia helped a whole lot. I mean, she oh. was one who like basically found the source because she like dove under the water Makes where sense. it was, it was clean a river and like, under the ground. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. we had to. We had to go out into the desert to find the bad place. Ugh, that sounds yeah. awful. Less fun. It was. Ugh. Uh, not a fan of deserts. But no. more power to you for going out there and making the river better for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have done it without these guys, obviously. But yeah. Ah, oh, there's another water rifle here. Okay, cool. That's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should, I hope you don't feel as weird here. I know you felt kind of like you've been like hiding and stuff, but like he's been I mean, here this like, whole time, so like eh, he's just floating. Okay. All right. She's not a lot of other people who look like us in town, you know? No, not at all. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. Though. So, 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 yeah, we're we're here for po- to to get some potions. Uh, yeah, that's what we have. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean to? Oh, oh, yes. Let me. Right? And he sort of like you know. Um, bobs over and, like, lifts up a portion of the counter to, like, go back behind and uh, goes into the back and you hear a little bit of a conversation and then Pops comes back out and, for reference, um, Pops, again, is sort of like a middle-aged gnome with uh, brown skin and wavy blonde hair and a sharp pointed goatee Um, and he likes to wear sort of like um, rich you know like blues and um, purples and things like that Um, his clothing isn't like super elaborate but it's very neat and obviously of fine quality Um, so he comes out from the back room and sort of like steps up on like the last time you talked to him at the counter he had like a box or steps or something that he you know so his counter is at the height for like humans and stuff and he just adjusts and goes up um, to meet you at um, eye level-ish. Um, so he comes out and is like, oh, hello, it's been a, quite a while since I saw all of you, but, uh, welcome back into the shop. Uh, Fluva says you need me to help you identify some potions. Well, you have come to the right place. I have quite the proclivity for potions, um, so what have you got? Fletcher has them. I do not remember what potions we're talking about. (laughs) 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 So of the magic items, I don't have the magic inventory that is unidentified. Uh, (laughs) I have that you have two potions. I was like, Brian's got this. Yeah. So of the magic items, we decided that the potions were the least important for us to identify. So, and then Trinket was like, "Oh, Pops can probably identify them." I have that you have. Is this still the the clear smoky liquid and a golden brown liquid? That. Yep. Oh, see, I have. I thought before that we had like, they like weren't potions. Like they were some other kind of I don't know. Oh no, those are potions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those <are> liqueurs. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. One of them is actually Malort. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
so yeah, I guess we pass those over. Yeah, I'll put, yeah, I'll set yeah set those two bottles down then. Sure. Um. Yeah. So Pop sort of like takes the um the stopper out of one and sort of like wafts it and swirls it a little bit and puts the stopper back in. Does the same thing with the other one. And he says, oh, well, that was really simple. Uh, the first one, the the sort of like smoky looking one, the swirling one, um, that is a potion of neutralized poison. Um, and this really pretty sort of like golden brown one um, that's glowing a little bit, uh, that one is a heroism potion. What is that? As per the spell heroism, which I do not have in front of me right now. Um, <laughs> it does stuff. Good stuff. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah that's what you got where'd you find those that you didn't know what they were already a temple i think in a what now Just... it was in a temple right in the in the temple district? no no when we were like adventuring there's like these old temples that are like falling to pieces but uh and it's complicated but anyway we went in a couple and i think we found these in there oh that's... we're adventurers i gathered as much uh <laughs> sounds interesting <laughs> very yeah uh all right well that's that's what you got can i help you with anything else today cheryl could you just repeat the name of the first one again uh neutralized, neutralized poison neutralized yeah. poison yeah that sounds probably very useful probably mm -hmm. yeah. you know mm -hmm. <laughs> do we want to buy anything like a couple healing potions or anything. Yeah, how healing potions? Only if Cedric agrees to actually take them every now and then instead yeah. of just dying. I yeah, mean, have? I have quite a few. <laughs> we redistributed some mm -hmm. because Cedric doesn't use yeah. them. <laughs> really defeats oh. the purpose well, of having I potions. would use them if you guys were hurt. If you're not using your healing potions, I have a bunch of other potions that maybe you'd find more useful. Like what? I mean, I have uh, potions of mage armor. Uh, I have uh, an elixir of love. I have a potion of enlarged person. I have a potion of blur. Uh, one of dark vision. I have potions of resist energy. Uh, oh man, Fletcher should get the dark vision one. He's always having to candle everywhere. No, oh, you can't see in no. the dark? Oh yeah. It's so unfortunate <laughs> that humans can't see in the dark. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, you can see in the dark? Yeah, I, I can see in the dark. You're not a human. Oh, that's interesting. Neat. Oh yeah, um, I recently learned about my heritage in one of those temples. Oh. I'm this big crazy person called a celestial apparently. But I'm like not full celestial. I'm sorry, like you're half celestial. His <laughs> jaw uh, dropped when you said yeah, celestial. No. <laughs> in the blue skin. Like, cool, hey, right? Hey, no, no, you can't be telling people you're a celestial. Why no, 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 not? No, no. You tell people that you're a dwarf. His eyes yeah, are like bugging out of his celestial. head. You're an Asimar. That's totally different. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an Asimar. I, the terminology oh. is confusing. It's written in another language that I didn't even know I could read until recently. Yeah. He's so, like freezing I mean, himself with both hands on the counter. Like, oh, I was, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, also like maybe, maybe not like everybody should know that. I mean, I don't, you maybe it's your but thing, it's but like, yeah, Pops seems it's like me. a very, Yes. Oh, this is so hard. I have to like not tell people who I am, and I can't just tell people that you came back from the dead. Like, why is this? Yeah, I'm why sorry, can't you tell anything about? <laughs> <laughs> she just said that out loud again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, okay. He's leaning we, so far we, on his stairs, like over the counter to look at you, Cedric. Like, he did what Kay, now? Okay, a lot of these things broke when the loss happened. And like, they just don't happen anymore. Then people should know that they can happen again. Wouldn't that like restore the faith of the people and the good God? Not and, like, if we don't, but, but. It can't just happen, though. Anyway, we should get Fletcher maybe a dark vision. I mean, only if he wants one, of course. But, like, this conversation is way too much about things I should not be saying and not things that maybe would help the party. I'm not saying you shouldn't say these things, Jay. I'm just saying maybe think about them before you say them. It's something I've been meaning to mention for a while, but maybe you don't always have to provide all of the information at once. Whenever you interact with somebody, that's the end of the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) But you always tell everyone everything you know about Morden at once. How is it different? Yeah, that's a subset of my total knowledge. I know lots of things about other things that I haven't told everybody yet. Like, Hmm. Pops doesn't know that I know a lot of recipes for rat. He can't eat rat anymore. And that's another thing that I haven't (laughs) told Pops yet. (laughs) Since I've just met him for the second time just now. Maybe, maybe but now he like knows that I was dead. Time, but yeah. Um. <laughs> he knows that I was dead before knowing the thing about the fact that I am uh, don't eat animal meat anymore. Maybe those, <laughs> the order of those should have been reversed. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Um, hey, Fletcher, do you want any potions? <laughs> I, I just know, assume Fletcher is but... actually standing in the back shaking his head the same way Ryan is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arms crossed. Just... <laughs> the potion of mage armor might be useful for some of you. <laughs> some of you. What does it do? Does, wait, does it? I thought it was just like armor for people who don't wear armor. Um, no, it gives, you, it gives you like force armor that gives you an extra plus four armor bonus. Yeah. Whoa! Plus, so you four. can drink. You can drink that instead of me needing to do a touch spell on you in order to get that bonus. Oh, how much is it? Uh, the potion of mage armor is uh, 50 gold and it'll make you more protected for a whole hour. What is it for somebody who was dead before? (laughs) Also 50 gold. (laughs) Just thought that would be be a cool little, little treat. I... You think there's an undead discount? Uh, yeah, that's... I'm not Honestly, undead, when you record. put it that way, I'm a little more <laughs> skeeved out than I was before. <laughs> I, I am not undead. It is... Are you sure? I checked. Yes, I checked. Are you all sure? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't eaten us yet. Let me and see. it happened a while he, like, ago. He starts coming down off the stairs. He's mumbling something about, let me go see if I have any holy water around here somewhere. <laughs> He's... I can, he's, I'm pretty sure I can make body us. water. <laughs> By definition, he was dead and now is no longer dead. He is undead. <laughs> he's not I, a zombie, maybe, though. Maybe, is that, maybe what, is that got, really like, the question at hand? We fought maybe, those. Maybe post-dead? How's that? Is that? How does that feel for you guys? Just workshopping some ideas here. Um, Post-muerte? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Post, yes. Post Malone. Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't speak. Yeah, I don't speak Elvish. I don't. <laughs> I don't speak Elvish. Um, Nadia, during all of this, Fluvis has sidled back up next to you and is like, "Your friends are really weird. Like, I know I yeah. like them, but like, they're also they're a lot." Yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they had to learn some things out there to not die. Sounds like it didn't go 100% successfully, though, huh? Um, no. <laughs> no, it didn't. We're back up to 100%. Gesundheit. He's back. <laughs> oh, we're missing Lucanus, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're sitting in like, yeah, a solid like, like, half of the yeah. group did die. Yeah, we, we failed that <laughs> twice. Yeah. Okay, so Nadia's math skills are not great. Cut <laughs> <laughs> <Had> in six. <laughs> Of the original group, mm-hmm. of the four okay. people I met, two did die. That one okay. got better. But you're part of the group one now, got Nadia. Better. That got time. better. <laughs> Do you feel like we should pay Pops for identifying the things for us? I think it was kind of nice. Well, hey, hey, Pops. Uh-huh. Are you in the back? I'm, I'm coming back. I, I, I couldn't find it. Uh, yeah, what, what's do you, up? Do you charge your potion identification? Oh, no, that's fine. It's on the house. You're good, kids. Thank you. Not Thanks, friend. We do want a potion of mage armor, though. Okay, yeah, no problem. That's 50 gold. Dad. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm buying that for somebody, or I'm keeping it, so I don't have to you cast a spell to give myself armor. <laughs> I feel like you hanging right. on to it is a very good and responsible <laughs> idea. Thanks, okay. Dad. <laughs> for the same reason you're hanging on to the gold <laughs> oh man yeah at least the NPC interacts are never boring because <laughs> they're never like we just want to go to the shop <laughs> I, uh, are we heading out yeah, y'all done? Probably. Y'all... we've probably caused enough emotional damage for one yeah, day yeah that's probably, probably everything we're getting here apparently okay. where and she looks at Fluvius a lot. So hey, I didn't say a lot was bad. I didn't, sorry, that's the wrong <laughs> voice. Hey, I didn't say a lot was bad. I just said you were a lot. I, I like a lot. I mean, I'm. I did too. I, I yeah. like fun. Not boring. You're, fun. you're weird. You're fun. You're amusing. It's a lot, but I like it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Nadia, he's gonna like pull you to the side as your friends are leaving and whisper something to you that I am going to message you in Discord. Mm. And by the way, heroism, the spell that, in the potion we just got, uh, you drink it and you will get plus two morale bonus to your attack rolls, save rolls, and skill checks. That's right. It says 10 minutes per level, so I'm not sure how that works with a potion. If it's 10 minutes per level of the person who drank it? Um, no, it would be per level of the caster, because it's, like, as the spell. So what does the, um, what does the spell say for level for casters? Um, it's a bard level two, wizard level three spell. So if it's coming from Pops and he's a wizard, would he have made it as a level three? Yeah, so he would have, yeah, so it would have been a level three spell for him, so you can start casting 30 minutes. Okay, yeah, there you go. So yeah, so he would have made it to give it to you for 30 minutes, then. Mm -hmm. You can hold on to those, Fletcher? Yeah, I got them. I, already, I stole them all back in my bag. Excellent. Nice. You know, if you want to put stuff in the, our new bag of holding, 
<laughs> I know carrying around all of that gold can be a lot. And you have those tiny little human arms. So, you know, if you want, I just say it. Also, I appreciate the fact that you've been carrying our gold around for the last month. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'll keep track of our money. I acknowledge and appreciate you. Aww. Seconded. Also, did you know that Fluvius was a method? Because I didn't know that he was a method. I never thought about it. I was just talking to Fletcher. <laughs> uh, well, no, when when we've been here before, I I had immediately just taken him to be in a water elemental. He 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 has he looks very similar to an elemental, and so not having right? tried to just figure it out and just being in the shop, it it makes sense that Nadia is the one who really recognized him as a method. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool, cool. I, well, now I feel less bad about not knowing that he was. So, yeah, cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm enjoying Cindy's suspicious faces. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like water, like like not having really paid attention. It was like, yeah, he looks far more like elementally than what I would think of as as a method, I guess. Yeah, Nadia doesn't look like that. And probably have only ever, like, probably I've seen more elementals than I've seen methods in, like, what we were doing, like, in the university. So seeing him like that, I would have been like, oh, elemental. Like, it's like a very small elemental. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make small ones, or they make small ones. Small ones exist. <laughs> I guess yeah. they're small ones. Yeah. yeah. Because I just I always picture elementals as being more sort of like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like amorphous and less yeah, clearly sentient. A downspout. More, you know, elemental. elemental. <laughs> I, I am the master of this bird bath. <laughs> I love that, though. Come on. That's adorable. <laughs> I, I, I love it, too. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're leaving Bubble and Fizz. What are you doing now? Uh, yes, actually, now is a great time to go on break. Let's let's do that as we're we're swapping what the party's doing. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's been hanging out. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for spending your channel points to give them a second chance on a check or a save if they need it. Don't know what they might need it we, for. We will know. always need it. Yes. They will always need it. Thank you for sticking around for all of the chaos. Um, but yeah, we're going to go on break. And <laughs> we'll be back real soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello. <laughs> we're ba back. back. <laughs> we're back because we can be. Even more weird. I mean, it just it keeps keeps going. By the time that we hit level 20, we face. won't even be on a Zoom call anymore. <laughs> Communicating mind to mind. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey, we're back. We got a break. I hope you took a break and enjoyed it. But now we're back for more story. Um, so you all are leaving Bubble and Fizz. Um, and I don't know where you're headed next, but you can tell me. Well, guys, we haven't really talked about where we're headed next. I mean, I guess we're going to that volcano at some point. Okay, right. But I meant like right now, today. Oh, yeah. No, what What else do you need to do in don't town? Don't we need to talk to the, I don't remember his name. He was like kind of the crazy person who was like, tell us about your adventure stuff and we can pay you money for telling you to, for about the stuff you saw. 
Casper. Yeah, that was. Casper. Yeah. The friendly Casper the Academy. Nerd. <laughs> the friendly nerd. That's what I said. The friendly nerd. Thanks for that. <laughs> Casper the friendly nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't even been to the Academy since we've gotten back. Yeah, I feel like we should tell them, especially about like the giant flower thorns that are like waiting to kill civilians just outside the wall. Like they might not want to know about that one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of stuff they probably want to know about. We haven't been there since the grand opening thing. Oh yeah, well maybe it's still awesome. I mean, I assume it's still open at least. Are we the only adventurers here? Do you think they've sent out any adventurers? Like since I mean, we. But I mean, we haven't been there really talked to Casper to know. I, I'm sure they they have their own crew. They must be sending people out. But I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised if anyone has... We didn't come across anybody. So I don't know if they were as far flung as we were. Um, it's a big continent. I mean, that jungle's thick. I mean, you could pass by somebody like 50 feet away from you. You wouldn't even know. I'd be... I mean, I'm interested to know what they've done with the last information we gave them. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't really talked to them since we talked to Casper about the Evixians. Everybody down for a adventure? Recap? A trip to the Adventure Zone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Adventure Zone. Uh. <laughs> Fletcher has his book with all the, the pictures and drawings and stuff. He has it. Oh, we can show him the picture of us on top of the mountain. I'm sure they'd love that, too. I mean, <laughs> he has no idea yeah, how academia I, works. <laughs> I want to find out about more of what they are most interested in. And then I'll probably spend time going through all of my notes to pull out, you know, to, to make a report for them in order to give them information they're interested in so we can get paid for it. I don't really yeah. want to just let him look over all of the notes that I've taken. Oh, okay. Can you imagine doing all that work, writing up all of your research, and then just, like, giving it away for free and not getting paid for it? <laughs> what a waste that would be. Yeah, right? I gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be or even weirder if you had pay. to pay? Yeah. Or having yeah. to pay to give your information to somebody uh. that you paid to get you paid to get the information. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then imagine <laughs> if you wrote it in such a way that no one could actually understand what you wrote. <laughs> okay, but I don't do that part, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna talk about academic publishing now. Everybody? Oh boy. <laughs> Are we doing it now or later? <laughs> Do we have that kind of time? Do we have that kind of time? No. We have that kind of emotional bandwidth. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So you are headed to the Academy of Explorers headquarters building thing. Is that what it's called? Maybe not that whole part, but <laughs> it's definitely the mm -hmm. building that belongs to the Academy of Explorers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you leave the Market District and travel to the Entertainment District. Um, because if you remember, um, the, uh, the building for the Academy of Explorers is near the theater. Cool. And you know that because some of you investigated a murder there a super duper long time ago. Of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which one isn't on the map? Um, oh, shoot. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we did. Uh, number 43, the Office of the Royal Academy of Explorers. Number 43. All right. In the Entertainment District. Um, yeah, so as a reminder, um, this is, you know, it, it's not a huge building, um, but you know, sort of a modest size with a red brick exterior, um, green wooden shutters around the windows, and a broad green double door, um, and a tile roof, and they have real glass windows. And there's a balcony on the front of the building at the second floor, and on the inside, you remember from when you were there for the party, it's got beautiful hardwood flooring on the inside. It's a very nice, very expensive building. Is it a uh, local tropical hardwood? <laughs> um, that is a great question. I think they imported everything from Tenebria. Oh, okay. Would Cedric well, know? Yeah, would Cedric know anyway? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, no. If it's not made out of Zerkwood, I don't think Cedric knows what it is. Zerkwood? Is that just a 5th edition thing? It's like a, a the underdark. Um, it's like a mushroom wood that everything is made out of in the underdark. Oh. I mean, it could be a thing in three five, and I just don't know of it. But there Ooh. are many, many books for this version, and I have not read all of them all the way through. Um. <laughs> 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 all right, so you uh, make your way across town to get to that building, and is there anybody outside, or can we just go in? Uh, there's nobody outside, but um, like the doors are there. I guess we just go in. Just go in then. Okay. Nobody, yeah. Um, so inside, and you remember a little of this, although it's slightly rearranged because, you know, you went in for a party. Like, there's sort of like a, a foyer. It's a big room, though, because remember there was like a food table and like a piano and stuff in here. Um, but there's like some um, comfortable, like upholstered furniture in here and a fireplace and stuff. And sitting on the comfortable upholstered furniture uh, are a pair of young men, um, one with darker skin and cornrows that go down into a ponytail. And the other one has like Gilderoy Lockhart looks. So, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, all that jazz. And when you open the door, um, the blonde one sort of like looks up um, and looks over at all of you. Uh, are you all coming inside? Yes. Yeah. And Cedric yeah. says knock, knock as he opens the door. Wonderful. So the blonde one like turns his head as you all um, come in through the door. And then he locks eyes with Kay and gets up out of his chair and comes over and grabs your hand and gives you a kiss on the back of the hand and says, it's a pleasure to meet you, ma'am. My name is Benedict Hawkins. Welcome to the Royal Academy of Explorers office here in New Sagester. How can I help all of you? Um, and then he looks at Fletcher and is like, Oh my goodness, I met you at the party. That was such a long time ago. Where have you been, old chap? Welcome in again. Have you been out? You said you were going adventuring. Is that where you were all of this time? Has he let go of my hand yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly nice to meet you, too. We have all been adventuring, and Fletcher is here to report his findings. Yeah, we're, we actually came in to speak to Casper. Uh, he's who we've talked to about, uh, about this before and made a, a sort of an arrangement with him. 
Oh, of course, of course. Yes, he's in charge. You all went out adventuring? That's fascinating. Where did you go? Rex and I have been traveling in the eastern grasslands where the goat people live. Really interesting stuff. Um, and as he's continuing to talk, eventually he notices Nadia in the mix and stops like in the middle of what he's saying and is like, oh my goodness. Has he let go of my hand yet? I thought you pulled it out. Did oh, you? I was kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, you can pull. I mean, he's not like grappling you. You can pull <laughs> okay. it out. He just hadn't like voluntarily let go. Um, but yeah, he looks at Nadia and is like, that is so interesting. Where did you find it? Her name is Nadia. Oh. And she went adventuring with us. She helped us fix the river. Well, you are just the most eclectic group of adventurers I've ever met. That's wonderful. Nice to meet you, Nadia. My name is Benedict. Hey. <laughs> and I'm Cedric. Oh, hello. Yes, I don't think I... Were you at the party? Are you friends with... He doesn't remember your name. <laughs> um, but are you friends with um, this old boy? Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so this glad that you... You went out adventuring <laughs> together. That's really wonderful. We do need to explore this continent, so we better understand where it is we're living. Um, and all of this chaos is, you know, he's not talking quietly. Um, mm -hmm. And um, the other man is just sort of, like, sitting and watching the conversation with his arms folded. Like, <laughs> um, but um, there's a... Um, oops, sorry. Ooh, too many tabs. Um there we go. So another door opens as Benedict is continuing to talk, which I don't feel like doing. And <laughs> <laughs> um, a short woman with sort of like a long, not tied back at all, um, copper colored hair opens a door and comes striding out into the room. She's short, but like she obviously, you know, like she carries herself with, you know, a presence. And she comes up to Benedict and is like, Benedict, what are you doing? Why are you bothering these nice people? And he's just like, oh, but we're friends. I had met this person at the party that we had when the building opened. It was so long ago now. And they told me that they went out adventuring as per Casper's request. And she just looks at all of you and is like, did I hear you say something about wanting to speak to Casper? <laughs> Four silent nods. <laughs> um, like, yes, please. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can come with me. Benedict, could you please not be quite so loud anymore? It's very difficult to get work done in here when you're doing that. Um, and she just, like, turns around and marches, like, back through the, the big room and, like, towards some of the offices in the back. <laughs> hey, he turns to her naughty. She's like, am I like that? Is that what I do to other people? <laughs> oh, it's different. And I can't say how. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kay is suddenly feeling very self-aware and it's very quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Cedric falls back and is like, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have ever called the Abixians just goat people. Goat people. Yeah, that was not great. Not great. I mean, sure, I maybe said the same thing before people told me what they were called you know but i mean like once somebody has said like hey i'm not just like a scorpion person you know i have like a whole thing yeah, I can't, like, I can't then get the name, you know you kind of kind of remember that right it's kind of just been calling gary a mushroom this whole time <laughs> she just like gets quiet <laughs> oh. um. yeah but between that and I mean, how he referenced you, Nadia. I'm 
You I'm never called hesitant. me it. Yeah, I'm a little. I think. I think before we give Casper any information, we should try to find out more of what they've been doing out in the grasslands where he said they've been. Because. Yeah. yeah. It might be. We might not want to give them. We might want to be very selective about the things we tell them in order to get money from them. Yeah, if he's a representative of the kind of adventures they have here, I mean, kind of abrasive and over over eager, right? Uh, so Vivian has been sort of like leading you all, um, and she sort of like stops in the hall once you're like out of this main room and is like, I'm definitely not trying to um, listen in, but I do have to apologize for Benedict. He's a lot um, and not in the best way either, but um, I <laughs> like to let you know that not all of us are like that. Um, I'm very interested in learning in a way that's maybe a bit more respectful and calm. Um, but yes, um, Casper is in here um, and she just sort of like lightly raps on the door and opens it and sticks her head in and says, um, Casper, there's some people here to see you. And then she just sort of like leaves the door open and walks back to her office. Um, and he is sitting behind a desk with lots of stuff on it. Um, looks like maps and things. And we, we did not get her name, did we? I don't think she did introduce herself to you. She anymore. didn't say anything. Okay. Casper, you've been here like a month and it's already a mess in here. Uh, actually, I've been here for more like, uh, I would say two at this point, I suppose. It's been just that long since I saw all of you last. Welcome back. I assume that this means you've been out exploring the continent in the meantime. Yep. Is there something wrong? No. <laughs> no, we, uh, we've been to many places <laughs> no. on the continent and, uh, we're just coming to check in. Uh, you'd offered payment for information from, you know, out in the world across Arda and just to learn more of uh, what you might be more most specifically interested in. And I can create a, a report of, of uh, relevant information uh, for, for exchange. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yes. Very glad to hear. Um, and he sort of stops and like looks at all of you a little more closely. And he's like, aren't you missing someone yes. they volunteered themselves as tribute to protect an ancient temple and for the long term oh well that's very interesting and um hello uh you appear to be a, a new member of the group i take it uh yes hi i'm nadia oh it's wonderful to meet you my name is casper reed hi casper uh, yes, we found her in the jungle. She helped us fix the river. Oh, oh, is yeah. that where you went? You went into the jungles on the the western side and the desert mm -hmm. and, and the mountains. There's a desert. Yeah, oh. and a grassland. Yeah. And oh yeah, and the grasslands. Yes, the to the east of the city. There's another one. There's oh. there's one on the other side too. Yeah, there's yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, you've been kinda, all over. Yeah. That's exactly the sort of information that I personally am most interested in. I am, by trade, a cartographer, so of course I'm most interested in um, 
the layout of the land, especially things like uh, landmarks, um, you know, particularly noteworthy mountains or you know some such uh, the the body the the bodies of water and the rivers and such. But um, uh, just n- knowing the different ecosystems that exist on the continent is also interesting because then we get into things that other people are uh, motivated by, like uh, the presence of different resources or uh, plants and animals that we haven't come across anywhere else in the world. So. Uh, yes, all of those things are things that I'm interested in hearing about. And you said an ancient temple. That sounds like a, the sort of landmark that we could put on the maps. And perhaps an anthropologist would like to go out and do some research there and dig around and see what they can find. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know where half those words are, but sure. <laughs> we as a- Does it matter that part of the river's underground? There's a subterranean portion of the river. Yeah, yeah that, that's where the yeah. bad stuff was coming from. That's where the oh. bad stuff was coming. So, like, there, like the regular river was fine up until a certain point, and then it was like really bad. But Nadia can swim underwater, and so she found that there was an an underground part. That is fascinating. Um, normally we don't put groundwater on maps. However, if it's an extremely important artery, perhaps I would make some sort of notation on there so that we would know that's where it was, especially since you say there was some sort of contamination coming out of that underground uh, underground source. Yeah, there was a mine. We blew it up, though, so it shouldn't cause any more problems. A mine? Yeah, yeah, a naturally occurring (laughs) mine full of poisonous (laughs) chemicals. A naturally Um, occurring mine? Do you mean a mm -hmm. cavern? Yes, that's what she means. She does not. Oh. She does, doesn't understand underground terminology. Yes, I, it's true. So, I don't understand underground terminology. I'm not a dwarf, it was, so like it was. Yeah, it was. It was a nat- It was a cavern in the ground where the uh, source of the water was coming, presumably from deeper down in some kind of aquifer, and then flowing yeah, through the ground it was coming through to the main there, river. But, like, there was some. There was some bad stuff in there, and Fletcher fixed it. Uh, we... Fletcher or Cedric, you can give me a bluff check. Plus uh-huh. two because the group is helping you. Uh, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, please, please <laughs> Wait, roll do you, that. Do you, do you, do you, do you think I... I'm any better at that? Uh, <laughs> you charisma? will consistently roll under five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, there is minus one. Okay, all right, all right, fine, 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 fine. I mean, like, I, theoretically, I, I'd be the best person, oh but I already just told the truth. What did you just roll? Did, what did, did you just roll? Did, 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 somebody, did somebody redeem a, a re-roll? Yes. Somebody did redeem a re-roll. Yes. Can I use what it? Did you, yes, what did you roll? I'll tell you what I re-roll. <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> I rolled two sixes. Which brings you to a total of? No, no, that's total. Oh, that is the total. Qui-Gon has redeemed another. <laughs> do you want me to roll? I mean, Cedric has already started the rolling process, so there is another re-roll if you want it. So there's no assist because we're both currently that's what the doing plus the bluffing? Is, that's what the plus oh, that's the plus two. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't get advantage yeah. in 3-5. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you, Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, not, still not good, but 11 total. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your charisma like modifier? Plus one. Okay. Then um, he appears to be buying your story. Proceed. Great. 
So, it, so theoretically, you know, these would be the kinds of things I could write up into uh, a report to deliver to you, and hopefully, our uh, negotiation still stands for, for payment for for these discoveries as we make them across the continent. Oh yes, of course, absolutely. And of course, what we've said already weren't freebies. I'll include those in the report uh, <laughs> uh, to be part of the payment. Of course, of course. Yes, but uh, yes, a, a formal report would make uh, our lives much easier. It would make uh, Vivian's and my sifting through the information a lot uh, easier to handle and everyone else who works here as well. Um, yes, I, I would love to read uh, your report of your adventures and what you've found. Um, and then, yes, of course, as, as we negotiated uh, ever so long ago when we first met, I'd be happy to pay you for the information as well. Uh, would there perhaps be a a quiet place located in the academy somewhere that I could work to to form the, this report. I, the other texts or reports you have on site uh, could help me just make connections and produce something uh, slightly more useful than, you know, uh, annotations or notes. Oh, yes, um, of course, uh, we do have a library, um, if that's the sort of thing you're looking for. Um, I'm sure uh, Philippa? Um, and he sort of calls, and uh, a moment um, later, there's a sort of, like, middle-aged woman um, with mousy brown hair, um, sort of sticks her head in the door and is like, uh, yes? Um, and he says, uh, Philippa, could you clear out um, one of the extra office spaces so that uh, Fletcher can um, work on uh, his scholarly pursuits in there. Um, and she nods her head and just sort of like walks off to do that. And so he's like, yes, there's a library at your disposal and Philippa will clear out an office for you so that you can do your work here where it's nice and quiet and controlled rather than trying to work in, I don't know, I didn't get nearly as much work done when I was sitting in the marked bird as I have since I got my own office. So... <laughs> I I completely feel you there. That's where I've been trying to do most of my work while I've been in New Chester. Ah, oh, well, yes, then the office space will probably be of great use to you. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, and I will make sure that uh, Philippa gives you a key uh, to the building so that you can come in and work, um, even if it's after hours and the doors are locked for security. Um, that way you can work on your report whenever it suits you. Very, very generous of you, Casper. Thank you so much. Well, I... Not at all, not at all. I do love fostering a sense of adventure in younger folks, so to see all of you go out on an adventure, come home safely, and with lots of stories to tell, that just warms my heart. Well, uh, then I suppose I'll be back around uh, tomorrow to begin working on this when I... Will, will things be ready by then? Oh, yes. Uh, Philip is very... Uh, um, Yes, she's very efficient, and also we haven't been here quite long enough for us to really accumulate much of a mess, so hopefully there will be an office ready for you in no time at all. Well, that's not spoken like a true academic. <laughs> they fill their offices with <laughs> shit immediately. Yep. <laughs> I mean, drag, you didn't... They drag everything from their last five postdocs uh -huh. and shove There's... it in a new office. I mean, you didn't ask if he was lying or not. Office. Yeah. <laughs> He just like looks around his office and takes a mental note. <laughs> oh yeah, there's stacks. Of, there there are maps hung on the walls nicely, but then there are also stacks of maps and scrolls of paper and books and all kinds of crazy stuff in this room. There's um some I don't know if Kay would know what they are, but like cartographical instruments, you know, compasses and sextants and all that jazz in here. So yeah, and many many pencils. 
Um, <laughs> are any of the maps that are up, like, clearly Arda? Um, no. Like, are they here? No. They're all other places. Okay. Just curious if there's anything that Naughty would actually be able to recognize at this uh. point. <laughs> yeah, no, he does not have a map of Arda, at least not prominently displayed anywhere that you can see. Okay. We're, uh, we're probably well, done. I guess we'd just say our goodbyes then. Yeah. And... yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for your time. Not at all. So, we'll head outside. As we go out, as we like step out of the building, I'm going to turn to Fletcher and say, so you're going to follow up on the, what they've been doing stuff tomorrow? Like yeah, the having, whole Dixian grassland thing? Having, I imagine the library, they'll have their documentation of what all of the members of their uh, association have been doing out there based on our from our after our original report so since i'll be able to have access to all of that i'll be able to review those things on my own while i'm in there and we'll we'll find out i'll, I'll i won't even begin writing the report until i can find out a little bit more of what they may have been doing or been or not been doing out there yeah i think i'd like to know yeah i'd like to know what they've been doing just you know give people over on the other side a little bit of a heads up if maybe we should be worried about them works for me and it's always and it's always easy to leave things out of a report so they can't find certain specific yeah. things but also, like, if they're not doing too bad, then, like, you know, maybe we can tell people that it's okay to help them. But, like, if they're a problem, then that's something else. We could send them to the temple with a great crazy ghost lady that can just, you know, <laughs> take care of the problem for us. <laughs> okay, that's that's a bit harsh, Jay. I feel like... <laughs> tell them to go Probably check out unfair. those cool red birds. <laughs> oh, yeah, those cool red birds. <laughs> okay, that's I mean, a pretty there's good thing. There's a lot of stuff over there that could that could that could cause some problems for him. Those red parrots are going to be a thing with this group literally forever. <laughs> they <laughs> they pretty much one shotted the whole. They party. kicked their ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I did not know they would do that. <laughs> um, I suppose it's if a we very memorable introduction. If we discover they're up to no good, Nadia, you probably have a lot of local knowledge. Maybe you and Fletcher could co-write a report or something. Yeah. On the jungles. I don't know. Just spitballing here. I yeah. don't. I don't know how to write a report, so I just assume it's just writing a bunch of stuff down, right? Yeah, I can <laughs> about stuff. Yeah, just whatever whatever pops in your head. Just like I write don't even like know. like what everything that's happened to you in the last hundred years or whatever since the loss. It's a lot of time to cover. <laughs> sure. Well, mm-hmm. Nadia to try to write a hundred-year autobiography. Yep. How hard can it be? I mm-hmm. imagine for Nadia, very hard. <laughs> In six. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a a gripping read that'll sweep the nation. <laughs> Best you never seller. know. How many water methods do you think have written autobiographies? It might be a bestseller. <laughs> I was also going to say something about the quality of some of the stuff that's oh. been bestsellers. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. 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 So, <laughs> popular literature aside. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Mm-hmm. What time of day is it? Probably like midday. N- yeah, noon. We. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's probably like midday. Is there anything else we like wanted to take care of? I mean, it, if we don't have anything else going on, I mean, I, I kind of had. I was gonna, um, you know, drop a temple or something like that. But we have something yeah. else that we need to do, like some more shopping or something like that. Oh, I feel like you can go to the temple. Okay. Uh, I mean, or like people you, you want need anyone to, talk to go to. with you? No, no, I'm, oh. I'm would be good. Yeah, I was just thinking if you guys needed me to come with you to like. No, no we're good. I mean, we're probably not going to get hurt in town. Probably. I mean, the most damage that's been done so far, I've done to us. So maybe I should go. True, home. But I mean, maybe you need to do some moral <laughs> support or something like that. I don't know. you have to do more like apologies to local townsfolk or or something you need i mean to i could like, probably i could help my parents out at the shop you know they probably need some some help i'm guessing hey cool you guys don't need me all right fine i guess i'll go to the temple well, let's you, you need to go you said you, you didn't you want anyone to, to come with you <laughs> oh no no i yeah i don't know i know i don't no i'm fine to go to the temple. i love going to the temple no i just wanted to make sure you guys didn't need me for anything I mean, you should definitely go Why check you in, right? so weird? I'm not acting weird. You're acting weird. Okay. Have fun selling wheat or whatever it is you do at your shop. Bye. Have- See you guys later. You don't sell wheat. Bye. You trade it for sheep. Um- Was all of that weirdly... <laughs> Passive aggressive. Yes. <laughs> you pick up on all of that. Like, I have no I, idea. Cedric what just was like, hey, don't come with me. You don't need me. What? You don't need me. <laughs> like, what do you want from me, bro? <laughs> what's what's wrong? <laughs> what 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 do you need to talk about? I'm gone now. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, I said bye and left. Should we follow him? Is he okay? Should we? I was just thinking the same thing. I mean, <laughs> Nadia, it would probably be easiest for you to tail him because you could fly up or hide behind things. You're smaller. Uh, I feel I like you'd notice all rooftops. of us following him. Yeah, if it was Kay all three of us. Well. I mean, we could... That's true, Kay. Yeah, you could. You know how to, like, blind corners and places to hide to watch him. Is that wrong? <laughs> I feel so conflicted. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. also worried. That was real weird. It was real weird, right? Maybe I mean, I know I fucked yeah. things up in there, but I didn't think I did that bad. Did I do that bad, Fletcher? <laughs> <laughs> I might not have told him so much for free at the start or tell him where a mine was that was causing problems. Because knowing what I know about where I come from, People might want that and they could cause the same problem again because they would go in there and do that. Yeah, because oh, like, they blew it up though. So like probably they, they, could, would, they, they, they could, could they could but that but there was out, still stuff down there that they could get at. more. Mm-hmm. 
They could it's go like, into the mountains and find so, places. So just, and... so just draw a map and put it somewhere else random. It's either that or I'm just going to not include it. Okay, I'm a I little mean... worried. Knowing, like I said, knowing these people and where I'm from, he even mentioned they were interested in resources that could be out there. Mm-hmm. Generally, people are really just about the resources. And they would do like my fuck did. Yeah, and probably a lot more than he did because they would send a whole band of people to go operate mines. I mean, oh, I like, guess, I just assume that how... they would do it better, I guess, because they're not like some shady dwarf trying to kill people in the middle of the desert. It's, it's just that like, it looks nicer. How... You see how the city's built? And it's yeah, what's just wrong like with it? Totally... It's great, isn't it? Like, well, I mean, I, like, like that wall over there could probably but, use a hug and like, uh, yeah, maybe that like couple of the buildings kind of suck. But I mean, like, but, I like know, you can't right. see you can't see the the real place anymore. Like all the people over on the other side of the river, they they don't build like this. Well, we can't like live in trees. And we need the tree wood to, like, make a house, right? So, like, it makes sense that you would, well, like, have like, a little clearing for, like, the, your house. But, like, the tents and then, like, the, like, some of them lived in tents and some of them lived in, you know, like, mounds that were dug out and they mostly left the ground around it. Yeah, but wasn't that uncomfortable? I mean, like, camping was great and all, but I was, like, like going back and sleeping in a real bed that was clutch. I mean, like, it's just sort of a choice, you know? Like I, I sleep in trees just fine, but other people. You can also breathe beds. underwater. You're like kind of magical and superpower, like yeah, like but not in like, a bad way. It's just like you're badass. So of course you could like sleep in a tree and be comfortable and be awesome. But like, I don't think I could sleep in a tree. I'm just saying. I could try it just for you. I'd try it once. You might like it, um, but also it's just sort of a decision, you know. Like, yeah. Interesting. I guess I hadn't, like, I mean, I guess I haven't ever, this was the first time I've been outside, so I guess I, like, didn't think about it. I mean, the like, town has, like, always been here. I can't even think about what might have been here otherwise. Do I remember what was here before? It was um, more like grasslands and typical coast, right? Yeah. Like, what's outside the walls, basically, yeah, was, basically. was would have been here. The mm -hmm. fort itself is on kind of, like, a bit of a rocky promontory. Um, but, like, yeah, most of where the city is was just grassland, like, there is around it, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't, like, I didn't spend a lot of time over here, but I kind of remember what it looked like before the fort. And what was it like? It's just like grass and, and so it's just grass. So what's rock. the problem? But like stuff well, lives the, in the grass. People like the people we met could have lived here. This could oh. have been a place they found food. It could have been a place that was important that had something like a temple on it that Ooh. was taken because there might have been these resources here that but they that just wasn't wanted my to fault. take like, and build. I didn't kick them off the land. I Nobody didn't said say it was your it was. fault. I'm just saying that the same people that built this city, or the same kind of people that built this city, could oh. also try to go out there and do stuff. I... Okay, so we're worried that the people who built this city are going to go, like, where Gary lives, for example, and then move them and destroy their home. In order to make another city 
but get all the resources and everything that are around that city. And they could mm-hmm. do that in the jungle, and they could do that um, in the mountains. And they, they could decide do that. there's something there that they value more than the jungle. Oh, I see. I did. That's why that. we have to be. I'm really sorry. Careful. I guess. I mean, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't think about it. I guess. That's okay. We haven't told him anything about where it really was. It'd be very hard for them to find it, and we'll just be. We'll be very I will not talk next time. I will let you do the talking. Well, luckily, the next thing should just be the report I hand him. So we'll be very selective about what we say. You should tell us what you put in the report so I'm not stupid and say too much. Uh, Well, we we can all read it. Definitely. Okay. Okay. You took notes, too. Maybe you can help with the report. Oh, I mean, Fletcher's way smarter than I am, so I don't think he really wants my help. Maybe you noticed something. Maybe he helped didn't. enough for for forever. I can use I I that, okay. I can use your notes while I'm writing it. Really? And she like brightens up and like pulls her notebook out of her backpack. You never know what you could have noticed that I didn't. That maybe something we could let them know. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd love to help. Also. Weren't we supposed to be following Cedric? <laughs> I just imagine. Yeah, I think we kind of missed that window. Yeah, I think we kind of missed that window too. <laughs> I think you did too. We debated so long about whether we should or not that we just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the audience, we can follow Cedric. Cedric, where are you going? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm going to the temple. Which temple? The temple of Moradin. The there are multiple temples of Moradin. The the real temple of Moradin. Going back to visit Hammer. Gravel tank. Okay. So you head to the Orthodox Church of Moradin. Head on into this very large, imposing, um, I don't know if severe is the right word. Austere. There we go. Austere. Brutalist. Brutalist. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's an austere, brutalist stone building. Um, so you head inside. There's, like, Uh, as with many churches in the middle of the afternoon, there's, like, one or two people hanging out, you know, sitting in pews doing their thing individually. Um, And the hammer is up at the front, sort of flipping through what you presume to be the holy book. Yeah, I'm going to... I mean, I I walk up to the altar, and I say... uh, Hammer... um, might I have a word? Of course, my son. Uh, how can I help you? Um, in 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 private, maybe. Um, is there a place we can talk? Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, so he leads you to sort of like a little ante room off to the side. Yeah. <sighs> um. I um. I don't know if you remember me. Um, we met uh, a while back. Um, when I first yes, I think I, I I remember um you came into the you've been into the temple once and I think we also spoke at um there was a party a while ago um, yeah at the adventurers yes, house yes, or that's whatever it, it's that's called it. um I um I've been out traveling mm, um, mm-hmm. with a group of adventurers um and um. I've had some experiences that I would like to discuss 
with um, a, a fellow devotee of Morden. Um, I think I just need another another perspective to um, give me some insight into some experiences that I have had. Um, I I've been I've been traveling with someone who um, I believe has been touched by the gods um, and and may play an important role in undoing the loss. Uh, and uh, it's it's a it's a weighty it's a weighty responsibility and I, I think for, for anyone to carry, um, and, uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking for guidance on, uh, how, how best to support someone in a God given task like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to best to be an ally. Um, I, I, I haven't been very good up to this point. Uh, in, in fact, I, um, in trying to protect this person, um, I actually, I actually, um, I actually died. Um, and, uh, which, you know, in the long run is, is, makes protecting her a lot more difficult. So, um, uh, I feel like I failed there. Um, I, I know that Morden is forging me in a crucible that is, is removing my weaknesses. I, I just sometimes I feel like I I don't uh, I don't know what what shape what tool he's forging me into um, I don't know what task I'm best suited for uh, I, I don't I don't even know what I want uh, I I don't I don't even know what I want you to tell me I just I feel I feel confused I have felt uh, during the last couple of months um, closer closer to Moradin than I ever have in my entire life. Um, more, more almost intangibly touching the gods in, in ways that I, I thought wouldn't even be possible um, during the loss. And also at times so, so removed and so, so cut off from them that my, my powers didn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't cast magic. I couldn't turn back undead. I, I know now in a much more deep way how, how cut off we are from the gods. And I guess I'm, I'm struggling to know, is this even part of Morden's plan? Is the loss part of, of his divine vision for us? Is this, am I being forged or am I cut and adrift and, and seeking, seeking meaning when there is none? That is 
quite the confession, my son. It seems you have indeed endured some trials. Uh, as to your last question about being cut off and whether or not the loss is part of Morden's plan, you know that sometimes the smith closes the door of the forge in order to let the interior heat and melt metal and make things. So, I choose to interpret the loss as a moment like this. The smith will come and reopen the door at some point, and we will be shaped as he sees fit. Um, your um, admission of dying is very concerning, though. Uh, you stand before me whole, and I sense no undead or evil aura from you. How has this come to pass? I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it if I were you. I wouldn't have believed it had it not happened to me. This person that I'm traveling with, they used uh, a, a connection uh, that I, I do not quite understand and an ancient rite in a temple lost to time far, far away from here. Many weeks journey into the mountains to reunite my soul with my body. I was, I was lost in, perhaps I should give you some more information. I remember the being mountains dead. here. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not a dwarven temple. No. And this person who saved you is not a dwarf. Not a dwarf. No. I believe they're one of the god touched, one of the Asimer. Um, does Peter remember a lot about this character? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to remind me? Um, of no, something? no. I just, I just wanted to know if you remembered interacting with him before. Um, so he's frowning very deeply at all of this and is like, "That is very concerning." Uh. Not that I begrudge you your life, of course, but um, to be touched by other lesser gods in that way is very no, concerning. Let me, let me clarify. I was touched by no gods. I died. I went to a cavern. And the step forward, the the pathway to the Divine Forge was broken. There was no closed forge door. There was no gateway that had been sealed off. There was a broken stairway. Not the kind of craftsmanship I would expect from Moradin. Well, perhaps that is what you saw because you were not being guided by those associated with the great smith. 
as unfortunate as it you know true perhaps i was stuck in some kind of uh in between place and uh and and met no guidance i was trapped there with other dwarves it was not just me our teachings do not do not speak of a in-between place, a holding place, a place where souls rot and drift away into nothingness. I can only speak to my soul. This is my experience. And I was called back into my body by by a connection that my my companions had with me. All of these things you're saying concern me deeply, and you are, as I remember from our brief interactions previously, a nice young dwarf, a cleric of Moradin yourself, yes? I would hate to see you continue to share these thoughts with others and experience repercussions of speaking against what we all know to be the truth of our faith. Hmm. That is why I asked to speak with you in private. I'm trying to reconcile my experiences with what I have always believed, what uh, my faith tells me is true. If, if you had experienced what I experienced, how would you move forward? I think I would be striving to remove the contaminations that seem to have come with this alloy ship and return myself to the fold to find my way closer to Morden and his fire. I would be happy to help you on this journey, my son, if you would like help. I appreciate that very much. I will need to pray on this, but your, your words have been quite valuable to me. A wise answer. And I, I appreciate you listening. Of course. And and I appreciate your your honesty. That is after all what we are here for. <laughs> the truth. I um I'm sure we'll see each other again. Thank you. And sort of nods and you can leave the ante room if you would like. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave. Okay. Are you leaving the church? Are you hanging out and praying for a while? Yeah. Yeah, I am going to leave the anteroom and spend some time in, in prayer. And then after about an hour, leave. Okay. Um, is there anything specific Cedric thinks or says in his prayer that I should know about? Mm, no. 
Um, so eventually you leave the Church of Moradin and head back through the Temple District, I assume, to the Market District to find your friends, or are you going somewhere else? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going back to the Mark Bird to have several drinks after this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be there or not, but that's where I'm going to drink. Friends, where were you for the last hour and 15 minutes or so when he was gone? Probably after our conversation, I I would have I mean, it was lunchtime. I probably would have gone, wanted to go back and eat, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else felt the same way. Kay might have gone home. Yeah, to, I feel like I would have gone home to see if my family needed anything from me. And then whenever I was done with the evening stuff, headed over for evening dinner with the friends, hang out with the Leons. Sounds good. Yeah, then I guess I'd probably go do lunch with Fletcher. <laughs> Sounds like a date. Not, not wanting to impose. Let's do lunch. <laughs> but it's probably like I'm I'm at the table. Nadia's sitting down at like the other like yeah. end eating because the rest of the table I have my notes and Kay's notes like spread out, starting to try to look through things. Yeah. Kay has a lot of pictures in hers. <laughs> it's a lot of drawings. I think those are useful. Nadia would probably as far as she could get as far as being involved with those notes would probably be like sort of trying to match Fletcher's things to Kay's. Mm -hmm. Just sort of a little matching. Like, is this the same thing? Is this the same thing? May not actually be correct at all, but. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Um, Yeah. So when are you all meeting back up? You said like dinner time-ish. Because Cedric would have shown up. Yeah, like mid afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mid afternoon, he like 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 sits down, like pushes like the like some of like like a two stacks like aside and like like clunks down like two beers, and it's just like, hey, <laughs> how's it been going? I mean, that was a couple hours of work, but it's been going good. Sorry. What? Oh shoot. Sorry. 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 Like, let me just here. No, Nadia's already like picking things up. And just getting them out of the line of fire. <laughs> yeah. cool. How did so, it go? Great. Yeah, it was good. It's always, always good to go to talk to people. It's fine. You okay? Yeah, great. You don't seem okay. I'm great. I got beers, so... Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, just double fists in those beers without eating anything, huh? So it all went real good. <laughs> yep. Great. Super good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, have you discovered anything new, or like... Not new, we're just trying to piece together all the, the timelines between my notes and Kay's notes, and kind of making a preliminary list of what we do not want to tell Casper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in case it ends up seeming bad, we can already kind of know what we don't want to tell. Yeah, Probably people can okay. be pretty weird about some stuff. They're not ready to hear it, you know? Yeah. I feel like uh, this is exactly what Cedric looks like right now, too. Yeah. Like Peter, just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, okay. 
Sorry, I just got a lot on my uh, my uh, my mind. Just stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. Just church, I mean, church stuff. Don't worry about it. A lot's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. I think Kay got him a book about reconnecting with his yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what? Um, You guys are doing your thing here. I'm going to go was... read my book. I was thinking of going out to that park for a, a little while. If the you one where we cuddle to... the fireflies? Yeah. Let's do, do it. Yeah, I don't feel do like that. reading right now. Let's do it. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. You're just walking out with your two beers? I was going to say, like Leon's like, like could you leave those in my Yeah, box? I don't think those can... Please don't walk that, away with fine. my glasses. Like, just... Munch first? Maybe Just you didn't eat lunch, did you? Both of them. Constitution or fortitude save. <laughs> Twenty-one. Okay, he chugs them cool. and slams the steins down on the counter. This time he rolls well. This is the good roll for the it's day. Important. This is important. This is yeah, important. this is the important roll. Oh, also, it's on. technically a poison, so you get the dwarven thing to it. But anyway, um... twenty-three. <laughs> okay. Uh, which Great. park are you going to? The Market District Park, the Government District Park, or the Temple District Park? I'm thinking not the Temple District Park. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe the Market <laughs> one. Okay. Um, so the Market one? Um, yeah, yeah. So as a reminder, that one is, I mean, it's a green a green way. Um, is it, like, full of market at the moment? I mean, yeah. It's There's, like, a lot of, like, wagons and stalls and things. There's not, like benches okay. per se but like there's stuff to look at if you wanted to like walk around because my thought was i wanted to spend some time with the bird oh okay out in an open space so maybe that's not the the right one if that's the case the the government district park um is it's got some trees on it but it's it's obviously like a sort of like a manicured park and then as you yeah. mentioned there's a a park-ish greenway area in the entertainment district which is kind of like a sports pitch so that's like a more open grassy area yeah probably not in use right now you don't know i wouldn't know i wouldn't care i'd be like because <laughs> probably i'd be like walk over and be like oh there's people using this one mm-hmm Oh, the government one's not too far away. What sports? The Tenebrians seem like a cricket. I was just going to say, cricket is probably the thing. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Not yep. to really, really hammer home the terrible... I could say they're the playing terrible... croquet, though. Croquet! Oh my god. Fuck yeah. Some, some badminton. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, badminton can get intense, man. So when I, I was yeah. in high school, it, it the, no seniors, when, the seniors would play croquet on the senior green. And that was, nice. like, a thing. What? Nice. What? I went to a high school called it. Kingswood Oxford, so I'll let you make your own judgments and opinions. Okay. I was just, I was picturing, like, a public high school in Texas, and that was absolutely, like, most of my classmates would yeah. not even know what croquet was. Yeah, it was a prep the, school in Connecticut. Got it. Yeah. The senior green <laughs> at my high school in North Carolina was a picnic table that you could smoke at. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was a, I mean, there was a courtyard, but we, it stayed locked up. We never got to use it. We had a, anyway, I vote for croquet. Um, <laughs> Qui-Gon has suggested bocce ball, which is also a good Ooh, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although that, yeah, yeah. we also played that, yeah. I think, instead of grass, maybe it uses grass. I thought the pitches were like, you can do both. Something. You can do it on grass. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Ooh, lawn darts. Feel like this mm. might be like the right vibe. That competitive <laughs> uh, spectator lawn darts. Yeah. <laughs> the really fancy events, they bust out the polo. Ooh, polo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not a ton of horses here in New Seychester, but yeah. Mm-hmm. They're okay. expensive to ship. Yeah. We haven't domesticated any local animals. They're not riding ostriches for I was going to say, we can get into the differences between, like, you know, horses and zebra or, like, other weird, like, dichotomies of domestication. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Peter's like, yes, I want to talk about domesticated farm animals. <laughs> 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 Anything to not process my trauma. Mm. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so where <laughs> you're going to the entertainment district one? Is that? Do we want to? Uh, or just government we're district. closer to the government one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you head to the government district again. It's like a nice sort of like manicured greenway. So there's some trees. They're still kind of little because again, this isn't that old a place. But you know, it's like a yeah. like a two lines of trees with some benches. Delio. There's a a very tiny fountain and some flower beds. All right. Uh. And my thought was, I prepped for the day a spell called Animal Trick, which I can use to teach my co- animal companion a trick. And I know full well what Qui-Gon oh. has already left for us, yep. so this is going to get extra Amazing. spicy. Also, that's a super cool spell, because it means you don't have to spend as much time on the... Um... Yeah, this is basically, I have some downtime, I can te- I can teach my bird friend a trick. Awesome. Bring I'm not on. sure what trick. The wild magic. Nice. Um... So, so basically, I would say to Cedric, like, I want to try to teach her a trick. Oh, we've done that one. Hey. It, audience, are we okay with a repeat magic, uh, wild magic, Uh-oh. or do we want something new? <laughs> Another feather beard. New magic. New magic. New magic. Oh, I want Uh-oh. the I want the audience to pick. Audience, are we using are we using wild magic we've already used, or are we we're using a new one? <laughs> Dart gauntlet. Ew. Okay, we'll roll again. All right. Ooh. Oh, it's gone forever. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that magics. leave the desk. <laughs> Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> the wildest of magic. <sighs> okay, is that different? Um, eventually, we will run out of new options. Yeah. But, um, we're, we're oh, there's, there's plenty also, of them. That one's not applicable. So, Is this a 20 list or is it a 100 list? Oh, it's a 100. Oh, okay. Um, we got a ways to go then. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> garbage right Pretty now. sure there is some alt wild magic tables we can roll on. Or I can make some, one some up. Homebrew. Woo. Um, uh, I it's mean, gonna this be one, fireball. it says you can, so I don't know if it's like super useful. For the next minute, you can teleport up to 20 feet as a bonus action on each of your turns. But we don't have bonus actions, so you can do it as a free action. All right. Why not? But you're not in combat, so it doesn't matter anyway. All right, so I'm trying to decide what trick. Cedric, do you have any ideas? Um, like maybe like dropping stuff on, like. I wonder like if she could catching? like catch something. Yeah, catching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Like... So yeah. So basically, um. Oh, it's any of the ones listed in the animal companion. Audience says, "Teach it to dab." 
Um, Teach it to dab. It's got wings. It can do it while it's perched. <laughs> oh, I'm in the wrong book. <laughs> Sorry. There was more homework involved in this. <laughs> Feel like as part of this it, there's a lot of like treat feeding involved and i feel like this absolutely is just like, like nadia's like like trying to get stuff set up and cetera. she's mm-hmm, like feeding mm-hmm. feeding treats to the birds <laughs> just oh no amazing yeah you want some more raw meat ah. <laughs> you don't even believe in a god life is so easy for you yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> You're so cute. Nadia, have you named this thing yet? <laughs> Put her on the spot. <laughs> I think I think you should name it um Fluffy or uh Razor Talon or uh like Sky Shriek. He passed his uh, fortitude save. Um <laughs> Or, like, uh, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Sky so, Terror. What am I? I don't understand what I'm looking at here. Sorry. This was more than I expected. That's okay. Um, we're getting close to the end of the night. So, um, while. Yeah, we can figure that out while you later. Two are we can in do that at the top of the next one. Park. Um, could you give me perception checks? And yes, you can decide at the top of the next right. one what you've been working on teaching her. 12 i'm paying so much attention 12 15 15 hey okay um lagging on my back looking around right yeah um so nadia is fairly focused on the bird um but cedric like once once they actually start training and you can't just like keep feeding the bird treats um you're just sort of watching what they're doing and you notice that there is a bit of I don't know if commotion's the right word, but there is, like, a group of people gathering, and there is, like, some, like, heightened level of conversation happening, um, sort of, like, within the government district, um, and that is where we will leave it for the moment. You can find out what that's about next time. Riot, 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 riot. Um, thank you so much for everyone who hung out we appreciated the raiders and our regulars thank you for spending your channel points on things we like having you around Um, next up on the docket uh, next Sunday you should come hang out Um, it won't be a live game but I will be broadcasting the recording of the first of probably a two shot with the RP geeks um, so they played sailors on the ship that belonged to Stomina Leftshield's father. As we go back in time um, to see an adventure that they played through with me. So um, please come next Sunday to watch that broadcast. It's a really good time. The RP Geeks are wonderful. We love them. So come for that. Um, the next Sunday is April 3rd. That'll be another Nature Chat, our variety talk show thing where we talk about the game, talk more science that was covered in the game, and also I share GM tips and we talk about different cool ways to incorporate science into the game, like when I made the Darkodial stat block and stuff like that. Um, and then the next time you can see us here for Arda will be Sunday, April 10th. Um, in the meantime, you know on Thursdays you can catch somebody here playing video games, has been me with my pet dinosaurs, um, maybe will be Nancy in the near future with what game? I don't know. 
uh tomb raider horizon something nice. i don't know yes <laughs> maybe horizon but i know shit about utah so i'll be like this is some nice brand she's gonna talk about <laughs> well you said that it starts in the jungle right so she wants to I talk did, about jungle and plans. that was a tutorial area and uh, I'm like yolo <laughs> you're back in utah uh, but i'm supposed to wander to california so maybe there'll be some palm trees that i can talk about it's quite a walk wonderful that is quite <laughs> a walk i Yikes. can tame a machine and like run across so sweet, but yeah, it'll be good. We'll talk about how machines are supposed to be terraforming the earth back into a sustainable ecosystem. We can talk about some of that. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's what's, that's what's happening on Thursdays. You can come hang out with somebody while we play video games. I told you what's coming up on the upcoming Sundays. You also know that you can hang out with us in the discord when we're not doing those things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I've got. Anybody else got something important to say? Okay, then we are going to get out of here um, for this evening. Thank you so much for hanging out during this um, RP heavy session. I like these. It's interesting to see conversations between the characters and between the characters. Poor and Cedric! Oh, Poor Cedric. This job is hard sometimes. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> going to get out of here, but we will see you in a few weeks. Thanks so much. Bye. Mm-hmm.